Ah, folks at home, folks at home. How you doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. Man, I am. Uh, today has been a. Uh, I don't even know how to describe. It. Today has been a very interesting day. Uh, a day of ups and downs. A lot of motion today. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, and we're going to fill you in on all that. Plus, plus a lot more. Uh, let me start the show and uh, introduce a smaller cast of characters tonight, but just as important nonetheless, let me remind you. Uh, and let me start to my right. I like to call him my main squeeze. I like to call him my main man. Uh, I like to call him Pete. <laughs> Hi, Pete. Hi, hey. How you doing? Hey, man. I'm you wore blue. Did you coordinate with me on purpose? Or? <laughs> I don't know. We're, you know. On the same wavelength. Same wavelength. Okay. It worked out. It's good Hi. to see you. Good, good to, to see, see you. you man. How you doing? Doing good. Have you have you shaved a little bit? Your your beard looks tighter. Like, <laughs> like, you've, no, like you've got a little, like you've thinned it out a bit. Uh, well, I do. You know, okay. I'm, I'm on top of things. Got to look sharp. For, do you do that yourself or do you use a barber? Or? I do that myself. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got a look. Number one attachment, at, if you're watching it. A number one attachment number one. on the beard. Super Pete tight. Do you... <laughs> super Pete tight. Super Pete tight. You hashtag know, Super Pete tight. Hashtag. Ha- for all you guys that follow us on social media, and we do, Brian the Carpenter, we do have social media accounts, do we not? Yes, we do. Uh, Ike Live Show Ike Live on Show. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Indeed. Tonight... We want you to hashtag, what was it again? <laughs> super Pete Tight. Super, super Pete Tight. Hashtag at Super Pete Tight. If you come up with something really ingenious tonight, we're going to send you something. We're going to figure out a way to go hold you and send you this very special gift. Uh, do you use that number one other places or just on your beard? <laughs> I mean, no, I meant your, I mean, your, I'm talking about your hair and stuff. What do do you, you groom your you chest get? hair? Are you kidding me? You do or you don't? I'm I'm like I got Mammoth. more hair growing out of my body these days. I'm at uh yeah, I got I got a groom. I got a manscape. You do I take you care mans- of business. You manscape yep. your chest. Yes. Do you take it all the way off or do you do you just crop it? I crop it. Okay. Crop it. Number two. My crop. A works. number two. Number so two. you're changing blades depending on the body part. That's right. What's number two on your chest. Yes. Mm. But nothing on yeah. the back. You don't get your back waxed or anything like that. Yeah, you know, I gotta take care of that. Okay. You know. So you have the sweater. <laughs> you have a full. It, it, it's not that bad. I just get rid of it all. You right. Know? It's just uh, saber tooth. Yeah. Well, you know, once you start, you know, hair starts growing out of funny places once you pass <laughs> forty, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And speaking of hair growing in funny places, let me continue the introduction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, and and let's go right to the booth. Not uh, me. Not you. <laughs> in the booth tonight. Uh, the, the backbone of the show, two very, 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 very important people uh, sitting to my left. Brian the Carpenter, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Spock, a.k.a. Press One Spock, a.k.a. Ding Dong. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Brian? I'm good, man. Good. Good go, to see you guys. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. I don't like going uh, two or three weeks no. without doing a show no. or just seeing you. I, I, I miss you, man. You're I my friend. Too. I miss you. That's too long. Um, miss you too, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. And uh, and sitting next to Brian is the very gorgeous, beautiful, also happens to be my whiff, uh, Rebecca. That's me. Hi. Hi, Beck. Hi. How you doing tonight? Uh, you know this is coming, so you can look straight in the camera when you answer this question. Who are you wearing tonight? Stand up. Let's look at you real quick. I'm not standing up. Stand up real quick. I'm not, I just, there you go. 
right. Is that is that leopard print or is that what is that? Gold May? Cheetah. It's cheetah. Cheetah. Ooh. Yeah. Who's a cheetah? Ooh, it's cheetah very, speed. Very J. A very J style tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I even put on the dangling earrings. I like it. So who are, who are you wearing? Who is this you're wearing? There, it's nothing. No one. It's no one. It's Rebecca Minkoff? Or? You do realize that now that you keep asking this question, I'm going to have to get an Ike Live wardrobe that's going to cost you money. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, keep shopping at Target and Walmart. <laughs> I, li- I like those receipts better. I'm wearing Liquid Mayhem, in case anyone's asking. Yeah. Oh, Brian is wearing Liquid Mayhem. That's a, man, that's hot. I tell you, on the Brian red... Brian does not want to be left out of Hey, this. on the red carpet, you'd be a freaking standout right that's now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You would be a standout. Uh, as long as I don't smell like li- Liquid Mayhem. Yeah, that could smell. Well, it depends on where you put it. Oh, uh, okay. Beck, yeah, you keep shopping at Target and Walmart. I don't want to see Nordies. I don't want to see uh, Bloomies. I don't want to see uh, any of that stuff. I like Walmart. It's too late. And I like Target. Stick to those two stores for too a Too late. Uh, man, we got we, we got a we got an interesting. Oh, let me let me real quick before I get into our show tonight. Let me tell you that uh, on the casting couch hmm. right now, uh, you know, right now. Um, it's it's empty, but we have you know an important part of the show is is our good buddy Dave Brodzik, aka Fathead, oh. aka Wharf. And even though he's not here, and and let me let me tell everybody. What's talking about? He's right there. Well, he's here, but no, it's not really him. We have we have <laughs> Dave. We have his his spirit is here tonight. There his apparition. There he goes, Dave, and he's naked on the toilet drinking a beer. Hey, Dave. With a 45 rest. With, oh, it is. <laughs> or is that a nine mil? That's it's disturbing. A, <laughs> it is pretty disturbing. So Dave's not physically here tonight, but he's here in spirit. That's right. And, and that is him uh, here in spirit. So miss you, Dave. We don't have a resident a-hole, but his spirit will be the a-hole today. <laughs> so appreciate appreciate you sending your spirit, uh, your apparition, aka polar guys, to us, Dave. Thank you. Uh, the casting couch is semi-empty, but we've got a special guest floating around. Hopefully she's going to drop in here in a little bit. Um, a very special lady for a lot of the bass anglers that know her, uh, and and uh, we're going to introduce her when she comes in the room, uh, a friend of mine, good friend, so she'll be in a later. But man, this is a big show because we got a topic here tonight that the general public always want to, they always want to know about it. Uh, the biggest Two things that happen in the fishing industry each year as far as new products, equipment, apparel, boats, motors, all that stuff is the Bassmaster Classic, which is a consumer show, but the real one is ICAST, Pete. ICAST is a business-to-business show. People want an eyeball in to this show and all the things that are new, and we're going to film in on that today. It was it was great ICAST this year. It was an awesome show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. I know... Uh, you know, people always want to get into that show, you know, yeah. and it's not it's not a consumer show. It's it's a, a business to business show, but it's when everything that's new, everything that's hot is coming yeah. out, all the new products, the latest and greatest. And, and uh, we just got to see it all. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we've got some really special guests joining us tonight um, and uh, from from different walks of life, from uh, from from some young men that have been there. Uh, and and some veterans of the ICAST from Tackle Warehouse are going to be joining us. And Middle Earth. And Middle Earth. Every, everywhere in between. Uh, <laughs> talking about all new stuff. It's a great show. I can't wait to dive into that. But 
Man, before we get into that, there's a lot of stuff that's happened, and I, I, I want to address some of that. First of all, let me tell you, uh, Brian, can we get a can we get a close up of, of this? The uh, uh, beer choice tonight. We're gonna we're going way back. We're going to old school. Our good friends down in Delaware, uh, Dogfish Head, 60 minute IPA. We're we're going original here. This is an original Ike Live classic. I uh, love drinking it. We're drinking it tonight. Uh, we're gonna be supplementing that too with a little five hour energy and Red Bull tonight. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's feeling feeling low, but we're gonna make it high. No sleep last night. Ah, it's it's a bad night of sleep, Bry. Bad night of sleep. That bad happens, night of sleep. Man. Yeah, bad night of sleep. Uh, but it's okay. We're here and we're gonna have a good time tonight. Uh, what to fill you in on uh, fr- from a tournament standpoint? Want to tell you that we fished uh, the James River two weeks ago, right back? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks. In Richmond, Virginia, really cool city, really cool place, Tidal River, um, and it was a good. Tough summertime tournament. Pete, why the heck do all these rivers get so tough in the summertime? What's the deal? You know, I, I guess it's the it, – well, the, there's a lot of factors, I imagine. The heat, high water temperatures, and the fish spread out. You know, they spread out. They just – they really spread out quite a bit this time of year. And there's fish up way back in the creeks. There's fish out on the main river. There's fish deep, fish shallow. And it, I guess it's kind of a little bit – it's a little bit tougher to just bunch them all up. So it makes it tricky. Yeah, makes makes it tricky. And it was a good tournament. I think the weights were a little lower than what everybody expected. But I had a good one. I ended up fourth in that tournament. Man, I keep coming so close there. It's driving me freaking nuts. Like every tournament, I feel like I'm one day short or something happens. And I have to relay this story real quick. I told you, yeah. and I, I I may have told Brian. I know Becky knows about the story. But I want to give you the quick version real quick. Um you know, we all have stories on something that happened in an event, and we and you felt like you were on the cusp of winning, just blowing it away, and something happens, right? That's out of your control. Well, this is beyond freaking bizarre. Uh, I, I found this place late in practice, and it was basically a, a little marsh gut uh, that cut up into the marsh. And when I got back there, they were there was some construction going on back there, and there was this. There was this rock dike wall that was built, and you had a little current just trickling through the rocks and a real deep hole in front of it. And I told you, you know, we talked about it, Pete. When I found it practice, it was pretty automatic. I threw in bite, 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 and I didn't set the hook on any of them, but I'd get them to the top, and I'd, I'd see that this is a different caliber of fish, right? I felt like, man, this is the kind of place where if I manage it, I can come in here every day catch five good ones, leave, come back the next day, and keep it going for three days. First day of the event, just like planned, dude. Went in there. Did you go there first? Cause I, I went there first. Okay. I went there first. I was. Uh, I want to say I was in the 80s in boat order, so I was nervous. You know how like you're pulling in? And you got butterflies, because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like It's a little spot, dude. And I kinda, I'm rounding that flat, and I'm looking in there, and I'm like, God, please, no, 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 please, 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 please. And there's nobody in that gut. I couldn't believe it. And and, uh, and I idled in there, and sure enough, they're there. And in thirty, uh, in forty minutes, I had fourteen and a half pounds. My partner had seven pounds with three, his limit. In forty minutes. Nice. Wow. Made a decision to leave it. Go to the Chickahominy and call up. It was an easy decision. Easy, easy decision. Um, you know, and, how many times have I told you over the years, I, never leave them I biting? I know. 
I know, really, but you know, if you just listened to me, you'd go I somewhere w- in this sport. <laughs> I know. You know. I wish I would. I wish I would listen to you more. <laughs> it's true, though, right? But yeah, here, here I go a, again. It's a hard decision. Here I go again. Man, the James River. It's going to be stingy. God, there's, you know, there might be 30 fish in this hole. Let's let's not beat them up. Got my fifth, 14 pounds. Run down Chickahominy. Call up to 15 and a half, almost 16. Cool. The next day, I'm golden. Earlier boat draw the next day, round that corner, look in there. Oh, no. Nobody's in there, Bri. What? I'm stoked. Yeah. As I'm idling in, I notice, I, I look at the watercolor, and I'm like, God, the water's a lot dirtier Ugh. than what it's been. I put the troll motor down. I'm fishing my way in. I'm not getting any bites. I already had two bites up that point the first day. I get in there, I look, and I'm like, what in the? And, I, and I'm like, I'm like rubbing my eyes. Do I have sleep in my eyes? What the heck is it? What is this shit? I look, and... Construction workers no. had come in and put a big hole in the dike and start building this wall along the rocks. <laughs> An two? actual wall. Like a metal freaking wall. I'm talking about uh, less than 24 hours have passed. <laughs> and the spot is totally ruined. So now the current is jacking out of this hole. Oh. It's got the water turbid. Yeah. There's, there's no real current breaks. There's no spot... And I still catch two in there that day. Okay. But I I'm, I knew it was after, right? Yeah. God. Left there, went to Plan B. I had a, how, how good were the two? The two were decent. They were two and a half pounders. Okay. You know, they were okay. Um, left there, salvaged a day, caught about twelve pounds that day. It still went back to it the third day, knowing it was ruined. Yeah. Get back there the third day, the wall was even further. The water was dirtier, <laughs> and never caught one out of there last day. Oh, Isn't that amazing? Uh. Dude, they built a freaking wall on the spot. <laughs> it's always something, though. I, th- you know, every time you leave fish, you pay for it. It seems. it seems like that. You know, the weather comes in and smashes it to bits, or the other guys in the tournament pull in and and yeah. get on it on you, or you know, something crazy so, happens. So when you when you hear somebody talking about managed fish, you say. F- you say screw that fish like there is no tomorrow. Worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. That's a great. That's a great point. That's, that's a great point. I did just burp. Uh, let me remind everybody, Ike Live is a very fan interactive show. We want to hear from you. Lots of ways to interact with us tonight. It's a three-hour show. You got all night, man. Uh, first way, the great way to interact with us is I am right there to the left of your screen. Hit us up on the IM. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your comments and questions. A beautiful Rebecca is going to keep us in the loop. The other way to get in touch with us, of course, is through social media. Hit us up on our, our uh, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram account at Ike Live Show. And then finally, especially as this show goes on, Pete, the last half of the show, uh, Brian the Carpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong, is going to present a, uh, a toll-free number for everybody. And we're going to get you on the phone, and we're going to actually hash some stuff out. So we want to hear from you tonight. Uh, let, let's keep going with what's going on. Um, I want to switch it to you, Bri, a little bit, because you got two things that I want to talk about going on. Really interesting things. First one is... You just purchased another home. We did. Yeah. I, li- I like to hear about that. This yeah. is interesting. Yeah, a big step for me and Heather. We, yeah. uh, we, we settled Tuesday on an investment property. That's awesome. Yeah. Another round of applause for Brian nice. DeCarpenter. Thank you, thank you. Good thank job, you. Brian. Yes. Very proud of you. Yes. So what do you what do you got going? So you, I, I don't want to give anything away because you well I you know but, but let's not let's not give anything away because. Ike Live has stalkers and, and female fans yeah, well, yeah. And, and and some male fans. Uh, Frodo is one of them. Um, <laughs> 
I don't want to give any location away because you'll have you have chicks yeah. topless well, at your front door. But I already have that. All right, but what? So you, so I live in a college town. College town. Yeah, university and yeah. Um, and we're going to rent it to the college kids. That's we, awesome. It's already rented. We already have the first check in the bank. And, so uh, this is going to be exactly like the movie Old School. That's right. But you're the you're the Wait, renter. Male, male or female renters? I've got males. Male renters. Oh. Yeah, females would be it'd be like hunting a baited field. You know what I mean? Well, okay, that's perfect. I can't do that. You love sausage, so that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. Brian's a landlord. He is a landlord. Yes, that's scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So, so there's that. Um, there's that, and and then I, wait, so wait, I want to know what they're like. Are, are they like partiers? Nah, man, they? they're 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 really nerdy. Nerdy. See, nerds in though, man. It yeah, is. It's, it's good. I, I've met. Are they? Are they? What? What's? What's their? What's their age? Are they sophomores, freshmen, sophomores, seniors, seniors, juniors? Juniors. Juniors. Yep. Okay. I think five of them are juniors, and there's one sophomore. Are they? Are they? Are they in a frat? Are they frat? Nah. They're not like Teak Brothers, John nope. McGraw. Nope. Okay. No. Nah. So they might actually. I met their parents. I've had. The wow. Parents wow. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Are you going to have a mandatory Ike Live viewing party at these places? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's jump into the fishing aspect, though. Uh, I, I keep up with tournaments all over the country, Pete. Bass events, FLW events, West Coast events, events in Canada, Mexico, Europe, everywhere. <laughs> but I really pay attention to South Jersey because it's my home. Mm-hmm. You uh, you fish an event with our our very own Bob Soley, yes, Bob the plumber, Bob, Bob. Uh, on the Bob, Salem Bob, Canal. Bob. Yep. For all uh, for all Ike Live fans that live in South Jersey, know the Salem Canal. Salem Canal can be freaking stingy. Yeah, it's lot, good though. A lot of eight and ten pound tournaments there over the years. That's yep. about the norm. Well, tell us a little bit about what what did you weigh and and tell us about the deal. We How'd you um, catch them? How, hey, how'd you catch it? What's your name? Where, where are you from? <laughs> we flipped, dude. We flipped all day. Salem Canal's, I don't know, is it like the Sabine? Just kind of narrow channel. S- Sabine would be a good analogy. Yeah, very, very, very small scale. Very, very, very yeah. light line. But it was uh, it was a stacked tournament uh, for that place. 30-something boats. Is, that's a lot. That's a lot. Of that's boats a lot. On that little place that's in a South lot. Jersey. And um, now we we, uh, we just flipped wood all day. All day long, flipped wood. Um Three rods with, with uh, flipping baits on. Uh, uh, pit boss. Pit threw, boss. Through pit boss all day. I, I, I love that bait. That's my go-to bait. It's a good bait. It's a really good bait. It's a good bait. Yeah. And Bob threw the same bait. He threw blue-black in front of me all day. I was in the back of the boat. I changed probably three, four different colors. You know, just as we got into an area with a little clear, a little yeah. dirtier water, just changed it up. And I wanted to give him a little bit different look than Bob is because he's in the front. Yeah. You know, it could be tough in a, in a narrow channel it's like fishing a creek you know yeah. and that's basically canals it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a creek yeah um but we caught them all day uh up until noon we had a limit of of dinks we were calling fractions all day long yeah you know probably, what, what what was that limit eight pounds nine pounds probably about eight pounds yeah. yeah yep at 12 o'clock i caught a five pounder which game changer got, yeah, that's game huge changer, for dude. that place yeah it's huge and and we needed that you know what i mean I yeah mean, like you've got to have a kicker or two and right and um, and it's it's pretty amazing. Like with the number of boats going by to get one that late in the day, um, so that put us at around twelve, thirteen, uh, about twelve pounds. Um, and we just kept working. I mean, we had a couple key areas, kept going back over and back over them. And on the last cast, twenty minutes left before we ran through an area we were done with, Bob catches a five. 
Never give up! Never give up, baby. <laughs> wow. That was it. He got that five. He had it wrapped up. Finally got that thing around there. I netted it. Fell in the boat. He's like, that's it. Let's go. That that's was the amazing. last cast. I- I love that, dude. Wow. You know, then we just... That's why you fish, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, that... that uh, It's hard to describe. I mean, uh, obviously a lot of the fans of the show are, are hardcore fish heads, but isn't it hard to describe that... that you know what I mean? That's that's why you yeah. fish, right? Yeah. That feeling. Yeah, and when that all comes together, there's nothing like it. Yeah. By the way, shout out to this stuff right here. Liquid Mayhem in the house yeah, tonight? Yeah, I use that shit all day. Use that all day? <laughs> all day long. Yep. Yep. Yeah, especially with that many boats, right? With that many boats. That's the time when when a scent product like that can make a big difference. And it's on limited horsepower. There's boats blasting past you right. all day. Yeah. You know, muddying up the banks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that feeling, man. Some of the, some of the best memories for me in fishing, some of my best moments, are when something like that happens, and not even when the fish comes in the boat, but it's that ride back. You know, yeah, yeah. so you've got it, a five-minute ride, or like I, I can, uh, you know, my, my highlight, of course, was the classic, but I remember catching that fish, that big fish at the very end. Yes. And then I still got a two and a half boat, two and a half hour boat ride ahead of me. Wow. Dude, the tension and pressure <laughs> of not making a wrong turn or hitting an oil head, or you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, that's you're alive. Like, yeah. I feel more alive in those situations mm-hmm. than ever. That I mean, that's to me is. The magic of the sport. You know? and one thing that makes it kind of special what these guys did is it's so cool when you're in a buddy tournament format. I love buddy when tournament. that happens. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah, yeah. because you you're, you have a you bonding to, moment. Yeah, you get to share that that moment together, yeah. and it's you're you're as high as you could possibly be, and you're yep. high fiving, and you're missing, and you're <laughs> oh, yeah. you're hugging, oh, and definitely. you know you're, you're just right. going we, nuts. We, man. we definitely had to work on our celebration. We missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two two very awkward white guys trying to celebrate. Wow. Uh, thanks for the update, Brian. That's that's exciting. Congratulations. I, yeah, on congratulations. Both. Nicely done. Yeah, that's yeah, a second second W on the canal for us this year. So. Wow, very that's nice. Fun. Very I nice. Got, got to fish a lot, but yeah. And and there's a tournament coming up. Let me remind everybody. Uh, if you if you live in South Jersey, if you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, there's a big tournament coming up this Saturday, right, Brian? Saturday. Am I correct? Saturday. Yeah. This coming Saturday on the Cooper River. It's a, a one of my old club, Top Rod Bassmasters, uh, first club I ever joined. They're hosting what is it like the twentieth annual, thirtieth annual? I don't even know. They're I, 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 we uh, should the, find out. Yeah, they've they've held it forever. I want to say since the early nineties they've held that tournament, Pete. That's awesome. and they draw fifty to hundred boats a year. Yeah. That's an incredible field. Yeah. For for South Jersey, it's a giant field. I've got a W in that tournament. What? Yes. How many W's do you have? I have one. 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 Brian? I have one with Brian. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, we won yeah. two years ago. We won two years okay. ago. I I have, this is an interesting fact, seven attempts at the Cooper River Buddy. Wow. And one W. Nice. So yeah. I'm very proud of that. I actually, that trophy, yeah. yeah, that trophy's, is that up there? That should be Beck, where there. is that? Is that out here somewhere? Do you know? I think it's in the office. Okay, I want to make love to that thing. I like it so yeah, much. Uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. But if you live in South Jersey and you want to fish Cooper River, look those guys up. Top I, I want to hear about Pete's Pete's W there. Yeah, what? Are, well, I don't remember your W Not there. Me neither. Was that a buddy? Who'd you fish with? Schneider, right? Who'd you fish with in that one? I'm yes. drawing a blank, man. Yeah, I, I'm drawing I, I, a blank. It's, uh, did you make this up in your mind? I think yeah, maybe so. I might have <laughs> dreamed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah. it ever happened. <laughs> you do talk in your sleep a lot. Yeah. So this is very possible that I, he won a Cooper River I, tournament I will in say, sleep. I will tell you this. It's going to come back to me here. I can't believe he's going to be so mad at me when I can't remember who I fished with. But the uh, I remember I called him shallow cranking. 
I remember the water came up. Yeah. Uh, the water came up. I used a, a combination of uh, shallow cranking tools. <laughs> tools. And, uh, and uh, we we called. We the water came up. The is, water came up. Yes. Now that's that's a uh, that's a that's, difference that's than what normally lying. happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's abnormal. That's yeah. how I know you're lying because they always pull the water the, out. No, no, I've seen it up once or I've, twice in okay. those seven years, but mainly it's low. Yeah. The well, I, I you know I know we were we were fishing up in the grass and uh, and I was using ultra shallow crankbaits and calling in that place, which is such a challenge. Crankbaits, but not who you fished. <laughs> <laughs> the sick mind of an angler, right? The sick mind of an angler. You don't remember anything. Exactly you don't remember right. birthdays. You get lost going the same place you've gone 20 times, yes. but you know exactly where you caught the fish. <laughs> so true. 17 years ago. So true. What you were throwing. You yep. fr- freaking forget birthdays. Yes. Forget to pay bills. Yes. <laughs> forget everything. Yeah. Yep. But you remember where you caught that fish. But one. you remember where you caught that fish right. and how you caught them. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yep. It's wrong. And it's a huge tournament, too. I mean, they drew 100 boats in those tournaments. Uh, they've been off a little bit, but they're still drawing 50 to 100 boats in those events. Yeah. Uh, it's such a cool little deal. It's amazing. Yep, it's all right there. You know, yep. everybody's. It's so fun fishing those because it's trolling motor only. Trolling motor only. You can't start that outboard up and run 20 miles. Yep. I mean, you're, you're on trolling motor. It's so fun when it's at blast off and everybody's like, yeah. go, shotgun start. <laughs> <laughs> Kayakers try to get out of the way. Guy in the waders is like, oh, my God. It's like, awesome. Everybody's moving slow as fast you, as they can. Do you remember that year um, uh, PETA showed up? Yeah. I do remember. That was one of the first years yeah. that PETA showed up. Yeah. PETA showed up at the Cooper River? They showed up. PETA showed up at the Cooper River yeah. to protest the event. Yes. Yeah. They, weren't, didn't they have like they had signs like "Don't hurt the fish." Hooks hurt. Hooks hurt. Yeah. Oh they come had a, on, they had a guy, man. They had a guy in a in a canoe or, or a little rowboat, and he had a, a fake rod with a big fake yeah. fish and tears yeah. or something. Yeah. Coming off the fish. Yeah. And you, <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. These guys were nuts. Yeah. So the very next year, this is back when we were still members of the club. We couldn't fish. We ran the club. Right. Right. The very next year, we knew they were going to show up, so we had a rebuttal to all that. And like the five or six guys in the club, we all showed up in in fur coats. We had dead fish necklaces around. (laughs) I think Brian had bluegills around his neck. I think I had uh, uh, little shiners. Uh, It was awesome. (laughs) That's not true, but I just made it up. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Let's keep on with what's going on. And I want to talk to you about really, really cool Thing that happened recently. In fact, this week, early this week, um, the folks at Under Armour, and, and if you don't know, everybody go check out uh, some of the Under Armour gear that they're making now. Amazing technical clothing. We've talked about it on, on prior shows. Um, you know, it's comfortable. It's it, it keeps you warm. It keeps you cool. It keeps you dry. It's It's got all these technical features, but it's cool looking. And that was something that was missing from fishing for a long time, was functional clothing that's cool. Anyway, make a long story short, we filmed a commercial the last couple days. It was so freaking fun. I, you know, here's the thing. It was a full production commercial. And, and what I mean by that, dude, they had like 20 people on the set. So oh, it, was, yeah. it was catered. So they had food services. They had um, a porta potty brought in. Dude, it was a freaking men and women's bathroom in a trailer. Beautiful. I walked in, lights, a TV, air condition. I'm like, what the heck? 
What is it? I mean, this is a full production. So Did you, you know, have a trailer with the, with a star I, on no, it? No, no, no. It wasn't that full. <laughs> with a star. It wasn't that full. Uh, it wasn't that full. That was for some of the other athletes. But it was an it was an amazing shoot. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna end up being a very creative commercial that you'll see on TV starting in 2016. And we also got to do some catalog pictures. I got to to be my male model self, uh, which was fun. And uh, had a great time. So special shout out to Under Armour. Thank you guys uh, for for everything the last couple of days. Did Super you, fun. Did you shower naked in front of a one way mirror? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> what what happened? Oh man. Well, what happened? Come on. That was, that was a different color. Do you want to get into that story? Go ahead, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to now, right? I think I think you have to. Alright. Did you ever that. hear this story? I'm I gonna know. have to tell it. So <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> ambush. Yeah. I have ambushed big time. I don't I don't know. Am I blushing? This is sad. I am. Uh I know, you are. <laughs> so we filmed um do you happen to remember? And I'm trying to get a, a time frame on this. Bry, you wanna help me out here? Early two uh mid two thousands, let's say. Yeah. Mid two thousands. Uh the Gulp product was relatively new, Berkeley Gulp. Really cool product, and they hired this creative agency up in the Twin Cities uh, to come up with this this commercial and campaign based around gulp, right? And and the theory was gulp's not plastic; it's all natural, right? This is all natural <laughs> material, and they came up with this great idea to feature uh, Skeet Reese and I in this campaign, c- a commercial campaign, and the premise was we were naked. So we were, we were going through this normal. Uh, you were all natural. Yeah, all natural. Yeah, all natural. Much and, like gulp. Much like gulp, and and so you know we're we're walking around naked, and and uh, you know part of it was, <laughs> uh, you know we had like a man thong on. It was it was the most awkward weird thing that's ever happened, you know. <laughs> Uh, Did they have food services? They had food services. It was a really big production. Uh, Did they have a trailer with a potty? They didn't have a trailer with a potty, but they had, we had where we shot had an indoor uh, restroom slash shower slash all that. So I make a long story short, I decided to shower toward the end of the day, and it ended up being a shower that had like a two-way mirror or two-way window. You know that there was a gl- glass there in front of the shower. But I just assumed it was, you know, you go in and take a shower and nobody can see you, you know? You just, you know, it's privacy. Yeah, it's a privacy shower. Well, I'm in there showering, I'm scrubbing, I'm doing my normal shower, you know, just washing away. How normal? Normal. Any extra washing? I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Why have I never heard this story? Yeah. You never heard the story? No. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing my deal, I'm washing, I'm showering. And come to find out, everybody on the other side of that glass can see me. And it just happens to be like, you know, everybody, like food services, uh, the stylist, uh, the makeup chick, uh, all of them. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just dangling around, you know? I'm just what? dangling. Why would this even exist? Why? I have no were, idea. Were they planning to film? I in, have no idea. I think it was just a really bad, uh, you know, where they had pulled their trailer happened to be behind this building where the shower was at. And it was that just... That doesn't make any sense. I, I, you, Beck, were, you were in a strip club. It was not a strip club. It was, it was, a, a in Orla- it was near Orlando, Florida, in fact. 
<laughs> that we shot this. So how did you find out? Who, bro- who broke it to you? This this girl, lady, broke it to me. This lady broke it to me. After. <laughs> After? After. They watched. So they let the whole thing they go. They let the whole thing go. So weird. Was Skeet watching with them? But Skeet probably was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I may have scarred him for life. I don't know. He may, I think you're scarred. Yeah, I'm he, scarred. He may have that bribery footage that he's he, holding on to. He might. <laughs> good, good batter there. Uh, if, if, hey, let me remind everybody again. We want to hear from you. If you have a naked and afraid story, uh, please no. chime in. Absolutely, I'd love to hear other people's naked and afraid stories. I don't want to be the only one. I, I was ambushed there. Uh, let, let's keep going. Um, another big announcement uh, is, and this is exciting, is we've established a new relationship with a digital partner, Pete. And this is Talk this is you. great. Yes, uh, I, I want everybody to check it out. There's an amazing digital page called Carbon TV. Carbon TV. Carbon TV. You can go ahead there and Google it. Go to their page at carbontv.com, and we are now an official Carbon TV partner. Yay. Round of applause, everybody. Wow. Uh, very very exciting. Very exciting. That's awesome. Uh, go to Carbon TV and and Google Mike Iaconelli. Google Ike Live Show. Uh, and and you're going to see our page. We have got a lot of really cool stuff on there. You know, I don't want to give too much away, but Ike Live. A lot of what we're doing here is going to start to incorporate digital content. You know, we're going to start getting outside the studio, and we're you're going to start seeing a lot more content video. Uh, of us fishing, showers of of us showering naked, uh, <laughs> uh, all that stuff. Uh, so so definitely please everybody check out Carbon TV. Go to my page and subscribe. You know subscribe to my page. It'd be great. Uh, By the way, Mike, th- yes. subscribe means but it's free. It's free. Yeah, it's Carbon free. T- Carbon TV's. Hey, you know, l- listen to me. We're we're in a different age now, right? What That's year right. is this? What year is this? Two thousand what? Fifteen. Fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Very good. Dude, when we were young. Well, when you were young, Woodstock was still going on. But when, <laughs> but when I, Brian, when we were young, right? I mean, when we wanted to find fishing stuff, right? Here's our resources. We had, you had TV, you had TNN, and Pete, chime in. You know, we, you, you were just, you, we we're basically the same age. Right. We had, we had TNN, we had uh, ESPN two a little bit, right? Uh, you know, and TV was a place we got fishing. The other Man. place was magazines, right? In Fisherman, Bassmasters. I used to only get the Real to Real show. Okay. On PBS. PBS. Probably before cable. That's you know. Yeah. Early, early on. Early, early yeah. on. Yeah. So cable was yeah. uh, a wonderful addition. Right. With, so yeah. So we had we had TV. We had magazines. VHS came around. You know, we get you get a cassette. But it's uh it's different now. The world is changing. Right. The way people view. The old TV and content is different because of this thing, mm. you know, because of this thing, because of this thing right here, you know, and 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 Carbon TV is a digital platform. It's a way to get that content, that that TV, that old that what we used to get, anytime you want, it, free. Can you dial that up on on television uh, as a, as a channel? Um, yes. Okay. Yes, you can. Beck, do you want to elaborate on that? Or we'll, we'll, we'll like talk. You have like an internet ready TV, right? Yeah, internet yeah. ready TV, and they're available through a couple of those outlets. And we'll and we'll we'll have this a little more dialed in the next show for you. But uh, 
Uh, we but, are trying so hard to stay ahead of the curve. We, we're, we're yeah. so old. It's, we're old. It's yeah. a struggle. Yeah, we're all in our 70s, so we don't know what we're doing. But, but you know, people are getting information different ways now. I mean, that, that that's changed the game. So, you know, a place like Carbon TV is a great way to get digital content, fishing content, when, when you want it, mm-hmm. at your leisure, without the crappy, you know, long commercials, you know, without without the crappy things that come along with traditional TV. It's a great way to view stuff, you know. Um, so check out Carb TV. Uh, here's here's the other thing that happened. This and this is this to me is is more amazing than anything probably we've ever talked about on the show. Bry, would you agree? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? about? Okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I I want and I'm going to just turn it over to Pete and let him oh, talk oh, about right. it. Yeah. Uh, but but Pete, you've been you you've been busy too. So we we saw you at ICAST last week. Um, and you were going to fish the James River Open, but you didn't. And and something, I don't know if amazing is the right word, but but you had an experience happen in the last few weeks. And I, I want you to talk about it because it, it's mind-blowing to me. It's it, mind-blowing. Yeah, it's it, it's life-changing for me. It's, yeah. it's the most monumental thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And um, for those of you that follow me on Facebook, you've... you've uh, you know a little bit about it. I've uh, I've talked a little bit about what what's happened to my family, and um, we had a we had a massive emergency take place uh, with my father, and and he had a heart attack. But before I you know get involved with that, the the Bass Open was actually full. Right. For the first time in ten years, I couldn't enter. Uh, yeah, so the you Bass Open. So you were I, supposed to be there. Ten, I, you had to plan to be there. I had my calendar blocked out. To be at this tournament, yep. And I called to register, and and they said, "Hey, man, we're we're maxed out." So I'm frustrated as could be, yeah. You know, because I'm trying to qualify for the classic. Yeah, it's James I, River. Yeah, it's James a title River. river. You're, My, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's the way I like to it, all that stuff. So, so I'm you know altering my plan and it, but the positive was that i was going to be home on the fourth of july weekend yeah you had planned on leaving on friday on that friday fourth of july land on a saturday that's right yeah and um so i uh i didn't leave i had to, i got to spend the day with my family and uh which was a, which was a bonus so i'm i'm there and we're in the backyard and um just uh my my father swimming with my son uh i'm cooking burgers we got you know we've got a few close you know mom you know, Shelly's mom's there. Uh, a couple of Shelly's close friends are there, and uh, my my son, who's he's about to turn six in a couple weeks, um, he looks he looks up at me, and he says to me, uh, he calls my dad Jaji. That's Polish for grandfather. That's what he calls me. He says Jaji's not coming up, and I look up, and my dad's underwater, and and uh, and, and it really didn't strike me as awkward because dad's a swimmer. Yeah. He's always underwater, you know, traveling across the pool, and I didn't really think much of it, but I looked. Yeah. How, how so so you, you turn around, your first thought was, ah, oh, he's just... He's just swimming. Yeah. You know, no big deal. And I looked, and he wasn't coming up. I took two steps towards the pool, and he wasn't moving a muscle. Now I'm striding, and he's still not moving. I'm in a full sprint, and I just lost control of what I was doing. I just, yeah. I just jumped into the pool in full dress, you know, I'm... And I uh, jumped in, and I grabbed a hold of my dad, who still wasn't moving. And I, I couldn't believe it. Surreal's like this. This this is something you see in the movies, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's and th- is this could this really be happening? And uh, and as I grabbed him, he was he was dead weight. 
And he's two hundred pound man. He's dead weight. No, I, no move. You didn't feel any nothing. no movement. I grabbed him under the under his arms and I pulled his head up above the water, and it was the most eerie, uh, shocking thing I've ever seen. His eyes were rolled like when I when his head went back, his eyes rolled and they were gla- they were glazed over and fuzzy, and his mouth was open and it was pure silence. Oof. No. Wow. No air, no right. breathing, no, no, like oh, like you yeah. might think you might hear, yeah. like, like pain, just nothing. quiet, just quiet, nothing. So, uh, you know, it's just pure quiet. So I'm, you know, I grab up Dad, you know, and I pick him up the wrong way, you know. I try to cradle him, and he's a he's a big man, and and I'm I I, I got to get him out of the pool, and um, Shelly comes over, my wife Shelly comes over, and she helps me get my dad up onto the concrete on top of my pool and we get him up out of the water and there he is there's just there's nothing there's no breathing there's no pulse there there's no nothing and uh now i'm trained in cpr i'm a as a because your guy your guide business yeah yeah. uh, to be a coast guard captain to guide you have to you have to have your cpr certification first aid and stuff and in this crisis i promise you i did not know what how to start i couldn't remember and I'm, yeah, because you're, you're, yeah. I mean, you got a million things going through your mind. You're like, so do you, I need to do CPR? Well, how do you first decide to do CPR? How, you know, try to remember. You know, what, yeah. do you feel for a pulse? Do you feel for breath? You know, what's the first step? And and um, but when I grabbed my dad, this was this was, we had an amazing amazing emergency response team on site that day in my family and friends because when i grabbed my dad up and and got him out of the water i knew immediately there was a problem and i i hollered dial 911 somebody got right on the phone and and, I mean, and dialed it before those numbers were out of my mouth that number was being dialed so it was being dialed before he your dad was even out of the pool before he was out of the pool wow right so you know so they're dialing 911 which is is kind of funny cuz it was uh it was Shelly's friend Jamie and Diane and Jamie doesn't um, come over our house that much. She doesn't know our address. So she dialed the number, and then she had to hand it to Diane to give her the address because, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to get the emergency right. people there. And uh, anyway, so they, they did a masterful job moving so quick. And um, uh, so anyway, I get them up, and I just start into CPR, what I could remember. Right, I start two breaths, and then I start compressions. And I can't even remember which order. I just, I just started doing it. Yeah. Then the girls, again, I mean, all these things were so masterful. But they put that phone that was on 911 on speaker and laid it right down in front of me. Yeah. I got a 911 operator. Yeah. And I said, I just, as efficiently, I said, CPR instructions now. And <laughs> kind of getting emotional remembering yeah. this because... They they told me, and as soon as they told me what to do, I remembered everything, you know. Right, you just but, needed that verbal, but verbal clue. Right, so they so they're so I'm giving dad, uh, I'm giving my dad, chest compressions. I mean, you wow. you just can't imagine. Yeah. Mouth to mouth, chest compressions, and as I'm as I'm compressing, you know, it, it's causing his body, the blood to go through his body, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um. You know, he's starting to do these breaths that aren't natural breaths. They're like induced breaths that you're causing by doing the CPR. Right, right. So what you're doing is working. Uh, but you're breathing I re- for him. I remember saying, of. he's breathing, and, and yeah. the operator was, you know, right there. No, that's a normal, you know, you got to keep going. Yep. And, um, and I remember 
doing the chest compression, I remember feeling the ribs popping. Ooh. Now, I remember that from my training that you're supposed to feel that. It sounds kind of like knuckles cracking. And in, if you're pushing hard enough, yeah. you should be hearing that. Wow. And I, f- I remember that. So yeah. I, got, I was confident that I was doing it right. And, um, and, and you know, I, and then one of the most uh, amazing thing, I, I think I went through two or two rounds of CPR, maybe three at best. And this was just uh, amazing. The paramedics pulled me off of my dad. They were there that fast. Wow. So you're talking, like, what, five minutes? I can't imagine it was five minutes. It wow. Had, it, had to be, it had to be less than five minutes. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how long it would take to do those two rounds, but, I, you know, they were there so fast. And thank you so much to the Mount Laurel Emergency EMTs, the response team, the fire department, the police. Yeah. They were all there. They were all there on 4th of July. Wow. Right? This was a holiday weekend where I'm sure they may have had, you know, been with their families yeah. when they got the call. Yeah. It's and, amazing. And, Isn't that amazing? And we and we all we always say a thank you to those guys at every show. That's amazing. And here here it is. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I, I just I can't thank those guys enough. Um, but uh, so they took over. So yeah. so so <laughs> they were they relieved you. They relieved me, you know. And then they um the the guys that showed up and I I just got I might have to collect myself once more as we get through this, but um. Guys that showed up were crack staff, man. It was like, man, I don't know what kind of experience these guys had, whether it was actually wartime military experience or just years and years out there in the field saving lives. They were dialed. And they, I mean, it was, they knew exactly what to do. They, uh, and they, they attacked. They attacked it. Right. Now, here's, you know, so I'm there, you know, people are, and my whole family now is doing their job. You know, like uh, Shelly's mom, she's watching Jake as is Jamie, and they're they're trying to protect Jake from, you know, overexposure yeah. to this situation, especially, you know, because it, it could turn bad. Yeah. You know, uh, this might not have a good ending. Right. So, you know, they're they're work they're working with Jake, and you know, everybody's everybody's got a job, and uh, the emergency staff. I, I it, it seemed like there was 25 emergency personnel in my backyard. Wow. And. They start working on my dad, and they're doing the chest compressions. Now they got a breather. They got two or three people doing CPR at the same time, and and I'm talking to my dad, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm talking to him. I'm letting him. I'm I'm cheering him on, you know. Yeah. Like, come on, pop. Yeah. You know, come on, just yeah. come out of this. And um, they kept going. They hit him with the defibrillators, and I'm like, yes, you know, no pulse, right? So you're. You're hoping so yeah. much for something and nothing. And they get after them again. And they go and they go for a period of time. And then they clear. And I and I remember the uh, the paramedic, uh, he, he, he screamed at me because <laughs> they're about to shock my dad. And I got my dad's foot because it's the only piece of him I could hold. And I'm letting him know that I'm there, and they're about to send all this electricity yeah. through his body. Yeah. So, uh, so this credit to this guy, he told me to go f myself and get the f off yeah. of him. And uh, and at a moment like that, that's exactly what you need. You need somebody in charge. Yeah. You need somebody that's not taking. You know, he telling you exactly what to do, when to do it. There's no debate. Yeah, they There's don't no want another discussion. person to work on. You're trying to save a life here. Yeah. 
and you there's no minute to discuss, yeah. right? So get the hell out of the area, you know? Yeah. So, but I got off of them, and of course I was off of them, but uh, they shocked him again, and I'm like, oh, it's just flat, nothing. So then, then it's starting to get really, really tight in my backyard. You know, the hustle and bustle of people coming, talking, and going is now silent. Right. Right? All these veteran medical staff are now, um, you know, it's been too long. Yeah. You know, they've they've seen this kind of thing before. It's been 10 minutes. Right. So... It's get, it's starting That's a long get, time. It's starting to get real quiet, and then ten minutes turn to eleven minutes, turn to twelve minutes, and you're like, God. And I'm the only one talking, you know. And I'm talking to my dad. And, yeah. And the they strap on his back a board, and then they they have this compression device that goes around the front of him. It looks like a big giant piston sort of thing, and they strap that on him, and it was electric, and it it starts going and I mean, they that, they're boom, boom, boom. It's doing chest compressions faster and stronger than any person could do them. Ah, gotcha. And yeah. they and they're hitting them with this, hitting them with this, hitting them with this, and and then they take that off and they put the defibrillator, the shock on there again, and boom, they get a pulse. Uh-huh. Wow. They got they got a pulse. It's been 15 minutes now. Holy right? shit! And, and I and that's a guess. I don't yeah. know. It could be longer. Yeah. I got to look at the records, and I and I'm just I can only guess that it was about that time. Time was still. It wow. seemed like an hour and a half. Wow. And um, as as they got a pulse, you know, they quick they get him on the gurney and they they ship him off to the ambulance and and I jump into the ambulance with him and and Dad's now. I couldn't believe it. You know, he's giving him trouble, <laughs> which I was happy to see, right? He's in the back of the ambulance, and he's twisting and turning on the guy. I can see his feet kicking, and they're having to hold him down and talk to him and explain, you know, that, yeah. you know, we're going to take care of you. And, and he doesn't know what's happening right. to him. He's disoriented He's bit, yeah. way disoriented. Yeah. He's partially conscious, all this business. But, I, you know, I'm just happy. And, I, I you know, I don't know what the outcome is because 15 minutes was a long time. Yeah. And, um but we get back to the emergency room, and uh, and again, thanks to the Marlton Hospital emergency staff. Amazing team there. Amazing team. That uh, boy, they've they've got a <laughs> they've got a lot to be proud of, and all these people that that worked with Dad and um, and us. But they, um, I get the doctor comes out. The emergency room doctor comes out to me, and he goes, he's he's congratulating me and my family on on getting that CPR started. And that's the reason why why Dad still got a chance, and yeah. that's all I'm happy. I'm happy right now. We got a chance. You yeah. know, we don't. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, Dad's. You know, at least we're in the fight still. And as he's t- telling me all this stuff, what happens? Beep, flat lines again. Oh my God! Right in the emergency room, and I'm like, you know, so I'm, my emotions. You know, I am at max emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Extremes the entire step of the way from the beginning to the end of this thing and it's been 30 minutes now or so and and now i get hit with this blow and i'm i'm looking but i i can't help and they sling the curtain i see the girl jump up on a stool and she starts ramming the chest compressions and they're working on dad again and they they close curtain this time in a short time they come back out 
and they get them stabilized. You know, I guess so. They, qu- they quickly got, got much, it back. Much quicker they got it back this time. And um, we, uh, you know, we got through through all that stuff. And um, you know, we're, you know, I'm at I'm at the hospital later on. You know, that night, just not knowing what's what's going to take place with that or, or how bad it, it really was. And 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 I just couldn't believe what what was happening because it it was it's what seemed like just a matter of hours. I was talking to my dad. Yeah. I was talking to him. Yeah. And I was, I held him in my hands. He, there was no life, you know, there was no heartbeat. And for all that time he was, he was down, but, uh, but here I am now, like he's back, you know, and we've got, you hear, you hear these, you know, live like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And, and you just see that, you know, every day is free. Every day is wow. free. And every moment that I had, it, like, I didn't know if dad was going to recover, I, you know. Right. Like, it, this was happening. Like, I'm a, I'm having a conversation with him. I, I don't know if it's my last words. Yeah. I'm going to be sharing with this person. Yeah. And so, you know, it, they were such such a precious time for me to be to be there. And, and my mom and, and I, we were we were with dad for 24 hours straight through this process and uh the uh and here's here's the situation (laughs) and this is it's it's a miracle it's it's literally a miracle and the dad is expected he's home now he's home this happened on july 4th today he was out with his physical therapist walking down our street the street the street where i grew up right on man yeah that's amazing it's just it's it's crazy. It's, uh, a full recovery is expected, and he, you know, we don't know. You know, he's got a lot. He's weak. Yeah. You know, well, he went through a lot. Well, we kicked his ass with the CPR. Yeah. We kicked him. We hurt him pretty hard. And CPR is anybody that's ever been through it tell you will tell you that it's one of the most difficult things to overcome because sometimes it's broken ribs. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot of physical pain, bruising, and all kinds of yeah. things. And uh, but he's uh, he he's recovered from that. He's walking. Um, and, and mentally, you know, here's another thing, you know, there's often damage that occurs when your, when your brain is starved from oxygen. That was a long time. Too long. Yeah. And, uh, there's a couple things that they say that, that were helpful, like the, my swimming pool, which I cussed all the time because my neighbor's trees shade it from the afternoon sun. So it's always too cold. (laughs) (laughs) And because my pool was cold. When Dad was in the water, you know, it maybe lessened the demand for oxygen. Yeah, slow uh, down, slow everything slow down, down just a bit. And then because my son Jake, uh, the best first responder in the history of the world, I love you, Jake. <laughs> you are the man. He, uh, I mean, he called me. Yeah, you know, he could have ignored it, could have thought it was normal, maybe. Right. He could have played turned and done something else he's five yeah you know yeah and he had he saw something unusual and acted on it yeah and it's amazing i'm so proud of you buddy wow but uh you know that that had to happen the pool the cpr all that stuff keeping that keeping that blood flow going is allowed dad's you know brain to to not sustain any any injury um you know other than usual because he can't he couldn't remember anything before before this right (laughs) but but it's it's just he's going to be back to normal and it's like every single thing that had to happen 
for my dad to survive this right. happened. Yeah. And it happened in the order it needed to. Yeah. Well, we, we, we talk, I mean, this, this is what, what, what I find amazing about this. We have, we've had this conversation before, but it's like, you know, you, you can be religious and have that angle. But we've often, often had the conversation on things are meant to be, or they happen for a reason, right? It's crazy how it, there's so many things here that have happened. Yeah. You, you were supposed to leave Friday. You didn't. You, you were there. Jake, you know, Jake called you. Mm-hmm. The pool was cold. The responders came in five minutes. It's crazy. The right? fact that it, it, the fact that he was even in the pool, and I, I kind of look at that as a blessing. Right, because uh, it could have happened. The fact that you weren't down on the James River, right? Well, you yeah, that? you weren't yeah. on the James River. We weren't on the James River, but, but he wasn't at home he, if he by was himself. At, if the, what had happened was Dad had a mild heart attack, and it caused his heart erratic heartbeat, which arrhythmia. Uh, yeah, it's some I don't I don't know the terminology. I at one I, I've forgotten so much over the last couple of weeks, but it caused his heart to stop. Yeah. And that's why he didn't scream out in pain. He just went to sleep. Now, if this happens at his on his sofa in his house, my mom might have just thought he was sleeping. Right. And, and that does happen a it lot. Ha- happens a lot. And and just not not even known there was an emergency. But right. the fact that it was in the pool created this emergency. Wow. So, you know, it, it's you know, if you start thinking about what had to happen in order, you know, the the bottom line is, you know, it, it there's a bigger plan for dad, and yeah. it it wasn't it, it's not his time. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, he's got a you know I I'm telling him he's got to be around till Jake graduates from college, which is uh, you know another 15 years or so. And yeah. I, how I, old is he now, Pete? He's 77. 77. Dad's 77, and you know what? He, um, he's uh. He walks. He's wa- he's walked for 20 years. And he walks with a passion, and yeah. uh, and that that really was a big factor in, in helping him recover. Yeah. But I tell you, you know, this is a real message that I that I wanna that I wanna send out to everybody listening to this, uh, and tell your tell a friend. Um, I sat through my CPR class, half listening. You know, because it was a requirement. I knew I'd listened and I paid attention, but, you know, I, I didn't really ever think I'd need it, ever use it. You know, a lot of times you don't. But I'm telling you right now, that if you're, if you're listening to this and you go online right now and take a CPR class, um, go go take a class if, you, if you're dealing or working with people or even if you're not. Because there are people that are listening to this broadcast right now. That are going to be in a position to need to I'm know sure. what to do. Absolutely. And to so so learn it. You might save. You're going to save somebody's life. You know. And um, so and you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to squander that opportunity. You know. You want to be ready for that. So yeah. it's you know it's. I don't know what my purpose here on this whole thing is, but you know in the little bit of footprint that I have out in the in the community and and the media. That's that's the message that I want to send. Yeah. That's the message that I want to talk uh, for the rest of my fishing career and the rest of my you know career where I'm teaching and and uh, talking to people is is I, w- I want to let them know go get it. 
Yeah. Go get that CPR, man. It, it might be your dad. It might be somebody else's dad. But you have it. In, you have the ability in your hands to impact somebody's life, life, their family's life. So, uh, so go go get that training. It, it, it's amazing. I was uh, we talked about this on the phone the other day, but um, you know, and I don't know the right way to say it, but I told you on the phone, you know, and there were a lot of heroes that day, but at the end of the day. You pull, You saved your dad's life. You pulled him out of the pool. I mean, you've accomplished a lot of things in your life, right? You've got a degree from Rutgers. You've got a beautiful family. You've got trophies. That's an amazing. That's an amazing thing. How many people can say that? And that. And I mean, it's hard for me to grasp it. You know. Uh, you know, it's. It is an. It's amazing, and. Um, and my dad's so special to me. And, and those of you that, that don't even that don't know me, for, I'm 48 years old. 48 years ago, my dad adopted me. And <laughs> stop, Pete! You're killing me back there. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. The entire Ike Live audience is getting emotional right uh. now. <laughs> Oh my God! So we're we're normally a show of delinquents. Uh, <laughs> you you know, know, we we were known as the Jerry Springer of bass fishing. We might be known as the View of bass fishing <laughs> after this segment. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to change. I just don't want to be the Whoopi Goldberg character. Any other broads except Whoopi Goldberg. You know what I mean? The only dry eye in here is Becky Root. Uh, it's crazy. I know. She could be Whoopi Goldberg. Because I'm an But, but it, it was, it's a powerful, he's a powerful man. He's been a huge influence in my life, both him and mom. And I, I feel fortunate that I was, I, was able to, I was able to be there for him. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, we're, we're uh, man, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. We're, we're so proud of you, and, and we're, uh, yep. we, we love your dad, and we're, we're so happy to, that that's, that's what happened. But, man, that, that, Brian, that tops. You know, we, we've had, listen to me. We've had, how many stories? We have 20, what, what is the show? 25. 25 shows. So we've had, at a minimum, 20 to 40 amazing stories on the show. Oh, yeah. But that is that that's powerful, man. Yeah, that's that's a, that's, that's freaking tops right yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, that that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. that's amazing. I think we need a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> we need to collect ourselves here. We we might we might let let's let's do that. Let's uh I, I want to remind everybody. Thank you for watching. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a huge show ahead of us right here, and, and we're going to switch gears. We're going to take just a little bit of a break. We're going to refresh our beverages. Keep watching, uh, and when we come back, we're going to switch gears, and we're going to jump into the review of ICAST 2015. Yep. We're going to have some very special guests join us on the phone, and we're going to talk about all that new product. In fact, we've got some of it here. We're going to show you some of that new product, some of that great new gear. So hang in there with us. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Ike Live. Mike, hang in there. Mike, real quick. Um, yeah. I'm going to play the old X Mark spot. The, yes. The contest is over. Yes. It's just a- Absolutely. Great point. Uh, for, for those of you that know, you know, Ike Live is sponsored by X Mark. X Mark happens to be the most amazing, wonderful lawnmower in the world. And if you want your lawn cut beautifully and quick, you got to get an X-Mark. Uh, the Take Back Your Weekend sweepstakes is over. Uh, next show, we're going to be announcing some of the winners of that sweepstakes. But during the break, 
Stay tuned. Watch this little little promo for Xmark and check them out when you can. Xmark, best lawnmowers in the world. Stay tuned. Ike Live. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome to Monster Bucks Weekend Moments. Brought to you by Xmark. Michael Waddell has been consistently hunting a huge buck spotted a few days before. We know this boy's in here. We're going to keep asking. With a hot doe in the area, it's not long before the giant appears. The doe begins to lead the buck right into Michael's bow range. At the right time, Michael comes to full draw. Biggest deer in my life, maybe the biggest deer I'll ever kill in my life. With an unbelievable oh score of 196 Pope and Young, <laughs> Michael just killed his biggest buck ever. Uh, hey everybody, thank, thanks for hanging on there for, for a couple minutes. We were we were able to uh, to get a new frosty beverage and recoup a little bit. Trying to uh, try trying to. I, I man, I got to tell you that Bry, that that was amazing. That was a very emotional. Uh, that was rough. It, it was rough. It was an emotional yeah. moment. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we were just talking during that small break, and 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 we came up with a great point, which is. Uh, it's tough to talk about stuff like that. It's tough, uh, you know, with something so fresh like that uh, to talk about it. But, you, you know, if if a small percentage of the viewers of the show can relate to that story or, or, or are touched by that story and they go out and, and take a CPR class yeah. and learn a CPR, well, you know, we may we may we may indirectly – be the reason we saved a life. Yeah. Somewhere down the line. Bry, who who knew? Ike Live is saving lives. Who, yeah, Pete Hero. Mitch. Pete, yeah, there's... Yeah, yeah there's, he's from, like Mitch from Baywatch. He's man. like Mitch from Baywatch. Yeah, in he, the pool. Hasselhoff. Motion. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shirt off. Hey, but on a lighter note... Yeah. Pete's also losing weight. Pete is losing weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He All is right. a very healthy man. Oh, well, we're, we're going to ask him about We're going to have him around for a long time. Let's ask him about that when he gets back in. In the meantime, uh, Rebecca, uh, and we want to see we want to see you back there, guys. Uh, do we have any uh, any IMs we need to catch up with? I know there's been probably at least, what, 20,000, 30,000 people uh, watching and IMing. So huh. can, can we get – oh, yeah, and you know, this is the best web show in the world. So do we have, uh, do we have a couple you want to recap? No. Uh, yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I jest. No, uh, there was a lot of love for Pete. A lot of love. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you, everybody. For Pete. And there's a lot of people who have similar stories. Oh, I'm is... sure. I'm, I'm sure. It's, you know, I mean, having an emergency, having a, uh, you know, uh, something like that happen, heart attacks are common. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's other people went through it. But when you haven't and, and you're that close to it. It, it, you know, I mean, you went through it personally, but I talked to you like a day after it happened. And and you remember the thing I said to you about halfway through the conversation is, I'm like, because I think you were still in the zone of dealing with it all. But, dude, you were like talking to me like we were talking about a basketball game or something. <laughs> you were like as calm as a cookie. I couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, I've never had it. So it affected me. You know what I mean? Yep. 
It no. didn't happen to me, and it affected me. So yeah, it, it, it's it's powerful. Like you you do you know you find yourself in those emergency situations, and you yeah. find you find a your 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 emotions are way high, but you find a calm. You know, yes. About because you got to you got to take care of business. You know, even in the face of all that stuff. But got to. But I really like what you know what you know. I, like I mentioned to you before, I, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to tell that story or not. But I want to you know I I want to bring that message you know to people and you know if if people listening to this impact even one yeah. life ever you know it's, it's amazing it's, it's an amazing thing impact a lot of people yeah. so well, well you know, thank you for doing that story i, I know i know it was it was tough but i know i it was amazing i uh it's 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 changed my life hearing it uh for, from you uh anything else back we want to catch up on before we we we've dive got, into i guess we've got a lot and we are going to have to uh dive into some of it but i did actually have a couple people ask so we'll do this one now and we'll touch on a lot of the product specific stuff yeah once we hit the iCast section okay but i had a handful of young guys ask um is it worth i'm paraphrasing but basically do you join a local club or do you just join the federation so to getting started what is your suggestion on doing it do you go very local or do you go bigger that's a great great question uh you know i i don't think you could go wrong in either direction i i always said in <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> what that what's going on back there uh i i always said that uh the 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 the, the way to to do it the way to get better as an angler whether you want to be a pro or not is what I call that stair step process. We we at Bash University we talk about it all the time in our seminars. Um, and one of the steps in that la- in that ladder of of getting better is organized club, right? Is is mm-hmm. is learning from peers. And so I don't think there's a wrong step. In a perfect world, I would say join a local club. Then start fishing the Federation tournament. I mean, I'm biased because that's how I did it. I joined Top Rod Bassmasters, small boat club, non-Federation affiliated, and then I I worked my way through the that club to then get to the Federation. But you went straight through the Federation. That worked for you. No, actually, you I did. did. I did. I you did, did the, the club same route. route. Okay. Yeah, I did the club route and I fished the club tournaments. And uh, <clears throat> I tell you, I had a lot of fun in the club. Me too. The club was the club was more than just tournament angling. You know, it was social and and it was cool. It was fun. Uh, you know, we you know we we talk fishing. We talk lures. You get so much more uh, than you do just fishing tournaments. Yeah. And you develop friendships. Uh, you travel with people and and mentors and peers and um, you know. So I I say I say definitely if I had to pick. Choose a club first. Yeah, you know you certainly can do both at the same time. Yeah, you know, but but the club offers a lot, so I, I, I wouldn't want to miss that. And you know what else you don't want to miss is is the new clubs that are out there now. The uh, especially if you're a young person, the high school clubs, high school, yeah, college, yep, all the uh, youth programs, small boat clubs, kayak clubs. If you don't have you know a fifty thousand dollars for a full size bass boat, mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities to join clubs. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. So start there. That's awesome. That's awesome. What else you got for us, Beck? Uh, do we want to? We we're well, ready. For we're ready. Call. Well, let's do this. Let's do this, uh, and then is, we've got a lot of tackle questions. Okay, Cheryl, do you want? Is Cheryl floating around? You want to come in, hang out with us? She is Cheryl around? I think she's being shy. Oh, yeah. Cheryl. 
<laughs> You're going to have to go get her, Beck. I told her she could hang back here with me. Okay. I'll go get her. All right, go get her. Uh, well, let, let's let's do this. Let's jump into it because I'm I, I'm still very excited about last week, and it's a it's a week old. Um, but I'm a kid in a candy store. If, if you're a hardcore fish head, and we all are uh, in this room, fishing shit is cool, right? Fishing stuff's cool. I mean, I, since I was a kid, you know, I, that was my deal. I, lo- I like touching it. I like looking at it. I want the newest, best stuff. I want stuff that nobody else has. I want colors that nobody else has. You know, that, that's part of the excitement of the sport. So let's talk about ICAST 15. Uh, and, and we're joined right now by a very special guest. We've, and we've got some ins, inside stories uh, I want to discuss, too. Uh, and, and we're going to find out where he's at. I don't know if he's at home. Uh, we we have him on the on Skype, right? Correct, Brian the Carpenter. That is correct. Okay. Cued up. Uh, there we go. And and join us. And by the way, this young man works for a really cool organization called Mystery Tackle Box. I know a lot of our viewers are are members of Mystery Tackle Box. A great program. Uh, joining us live is Jonathan. Jonathan, I'm not going to try butchering your last name. I'm going to let Brian the Carpenter do it. Go ahead, go do it, Brian. I got Barzakini. Barzakini. Is he close, yep. Jonathan? He's dead on. It's right on. Oh, my God. I, I wouldn't have got that. Jonathan, that how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Great, great. Thanks for carving some time out for us. Where, where are you, you right now as we're talking to you? Are you home, or where are you? I, yeah, I'm sitting at my dinner table right now. Um, just been kind of watching the show and, and getting prepared. I got some notes ready. Going to be talking about some ICAST lures. I'm like you, Ike. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a kid in the candy store. You just want to touch it and feel it and check out all these new things. And even if the fish aren't liking the colors that you're – you're checking out. It's still cool to to uh, to check out what's new for uh, 2016. I, I agree. Now, before we get into your take on ICAST, I want to talk about two things. First thing, I want to talk about you a little bit. Uh, tell tell us about yourself, and I, I really, 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 really want to hear about your YouTube stuff because that intrigues me. But but tell us a little bit about your stuff and and, and what you got going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, for about I think since like 2009, I've been. Uh, I've been making these YouTube videos. I've been fishing my whole life since I was four. And uh, I've been going out on the water, local lakes, local ponds, and uh, basically videos, videotaping my experience, whether I catch fish or not. I'm trying to teach uh, young anglers specifically, but also people who are older than me as well, how to fish, you know, how to, how to catch bass for the majority of the videos, but I'll do some, like, crappie and panfish videos. Uh, but I've been doing it. I just did them just for fun. You know, I kind of want to show my grandparents and my family these videos. And it just kind of it kind of blew up a little bit. I've got like I think twenty, almost twenty five thousand subscribers, wow. over uh, wow. five million video views, and uh, somewhere around three hundred and twenty videos, all basically geared towards bass fishing. Uh, I'm a northern wow. angler. I do a lot of midwestern fishing, and uh, my goal is to not only create the coolest videos on YouTube, the coolest fishing videos on YouTube, but teach other anglers how to fish and how to approach their local bodies of water. Wow, that that's awesome. That's impressive because I don't know if you knew this, but um, our very own Pete Glusick has 25 uh, <laughs> subscribers on his YouTube channel, and I think he's got three views on his YouTube stuff. So they're very hey, dedicated, they're dedicated right. followers. <laughs> small amount, but they're hardcore. <laughs> they're hardcore. Uh, 
so the second second part of the story I want to jump into. So we met at iCast. I, oh, we we ran. <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> That's all right. Don't blush. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, we ran into each other. I want to say the second day of iCast, the second morning of iCast, and I happened to be working over at the Pure Fishing booth. And, and you know, I, I I get a lot of interaction from from new people, meeting new people in the media, and and uh, and, and and we uh, we met. And, uh, and and just let everybody know, what's the first thing you said to me when, when we met? Well, first of all, I can't believe you're making me relive this. But uh, <laughs> basically, basically, I saw I saw you walking across, me and my friend, and I was like, oh, man, that's, that's my guy, Canelli. It's like, I should probably say hi or whatever. So um, my other friend wouldn't say anything. You know, you're you just kind of watching you walk past. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, Kevin, I say it real loud. And you keep walking. And I'm like. What did I say wrong? And you tur- you turned and you gave me this like the scariest look on earth. And I was like, what did I say? And then it dawned on me that I literally called you Kevin as in like. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you were gonna kill me. I literally thought you were gonna murder me because out of all the dudes, I probably could have mixed you up with. I don't know if Kevin Van Dam would probably been the best one. <laughs> that is freaking awesome. I, I that look was wasn't angry. It wasn't. I oh, want to kill you. It was. It was like. Not the kind of look you want to get from a news pro <laughs> at ICAST. Um, I, nightmares. But but do you remember what you basically said after that? That was the golden thing. Basically, how you countered what I just called. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, you know, ba- your your counter. I don't know if you want to say you want me to say, but the counter was hilarious. You know, you I don't remember what did I what did I counter with? You you basically just said. Um, <laughs> it's like you didn't you didn't say that you call me Kevin. You just walked up to us really swiftly, like looking right in the face, and you're like. I'm not Kevin. I'm the dude who catches fish under Kevin's boat. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Referring to the time that you, you picked up that nice fish under his powerful, um, which I had seen, and I just laughed. <laughs> wow! I, that's funny. I don't remember saying that, but you know, it's funny because I've been I've been mistaken. For a lot of people over the years, uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I'll tell you my top three. I've been mistaken for Eddie Munster from the Munster TV show. Uh, it may, may predate you a little bit. Arsenio Hall. I've been I've been mistaken for Arsenio Hall, uh, the 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 black uh, uh, host from the from the nineties, and more recently, Ponch from Chips. No, not okay. Ponch from Chips. More recently, Captain who, Obvious. Captain, Captain Obvious. <laughs> I get mistaken for a lot, but never Kevin Van Dam. But uh, it, it's, I, first, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I got to tell you, keep this in mind. Are you single? Or are you are you hooked up right now? Uh, no, I, I'm single. That is a great technique, you know. Just mistake anybody for anybody else, and it's a great conversation starter. I would suggest yep. that as a way to get yeah, poutine. Totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's keep talking. So oh, let, good Lord. let's jump into this. Uh, you you no, know, at be, least they didn't call you Dave Fever. Yeah, yeah. At least you didn't call me Dave Fever. That would have been bad. That might have got a punch in the face. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going. I, you know, I agree with you. Like, iCast is this exciting thing. By the way, was this your first iCast, or have you been before? No, this is my first one. Okay, I'm so you were so you were total new, oh, yeah. fresh iCast virgin, excited, like kid in a candy store. And and I, I'm like that too, still, believe it or not. And and so, tell me about your overall impression of iCast 2015. What what what's I mean, if you had a broad impression of what you saw there, what what would it be? You know, I mean, to sum it up, it's it's so surreal because I grew up, 
you know, staying laid up on Tag Warehouse's website, watching these dudes post the recap videos, and the experience it in person. It's just, you know, you're around so many great anglers, all these great companies, and you're in the midst of just, you feel like you're in the midst of just so, so much great knowledge when it comes to the fishing industry. And uh, along with that, like you said, you're seeing all these products that basically very few uh, people have seen to the public. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, you're like, no way, you're taking pictures of stuff, and, and it's just, it's, it's really incredible. Um, I, I, I can't think of a word to sum it up. Just a, a one, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience if you only had to do it once. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was insane. The amount of lures and rods and reels I got to pick up and feel were just it's crazy. Endless. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Now, Pete, can you imagine going to ICAS when you were that young? I mean, what, what, what can you, can, can you go back to that time? I, you and know, imagine I, it? I'm listening to him sum it up, and it's, you know, it's what a cool way to think about it. But I, I couldn't imagine it. You know, I mean, that would be just total uh, sensory overload. Yeah. It still, it still is. It's still overwhelming. Yeah. But back then, when I was first getting introduced to fishing, and you know, it's just the whole thing was fascinating to me to be in that place. Where all the cutting edge technique or cutting edge baits and tools and yeah. things in the everything. industry, everything's coming out. The things that everybody else is going to be learning about tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're looking at it right now. Yeah, and that's the great thing. Like most people won't see this at retail, right? Until mm-hmm. the fall or or in many cases 2016. And 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 you're getting to touch it, feel it, and see it. It's amazing. Yeah, and you know you want to be you want to be part of that. And yeah. uh, you know, no matter what it, what what it might be, like I can't imagine your his his experience. You know, you're at, you're there working for Mystery yeah. Tackle Box. You know, you've your job now. Your job is to get in there and learn more and and do stuff with these companies and these lures. It's a good job. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you got you're the envy of all bass no fishermen in in the whole world. I'm sure that, that's amazing. Uh, so Jonathan, tell me, like, is uh, I want your give me your top three um, products that you left iCast saying this is amazing. And 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 let me tell you, that's broad, right? Because iCast yeah. now. Uh, in today's age, is not just lures. It's lures. It's rods. It's reels. It's equipment. Kayaks. It's kayaks. It's apparel. I mean, it's so broad. So I, I want to hear. Give me your top three of what you thought blew your socks off at ICAST 2015. Yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of favorites, but uh, I think I'm able to narrow it down as far as like lures go. The, the booth that I spent a whole lot of time at was the Durialis one. Um, yes. We've got some cool new stuff coming out. I don't know if you saw. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you, you went over and poked your head in the Durialis booth. But the um, the Prometheus project that they're going on, it's like this oversized kind of swim bait deal that they've got going on. Um, they've got this basically trout line of swim baits, more of like a glide glide bait, like an S waiver bait. Yep. And then they've also got this one that was kind of low key. And they, I was talking to Grant Goldbeck a little bit, who's a dual, dual realist pro. And he's like, yeah, we're still tweaking it, but it was the coolest thing ever because it looked just like uh, a black or white crappie. And, you know, being a Northern angler, that's such like a key tool, you know, yeah. we're trying to imitate gills, crappie, perch, you know, shad here and there, but that's a, that's a pretty big, cool, uh, pretty important tool for us northern anglers to have. I can't really explain it to you other than it looks just like a crappie. Uh, big bait, about that big, and uh, I think it's it's got three joints on it. But that was a fantastic hard bait that I found, hard swim bait. Um, you know, I'm gonna have to go with another lure too. One that I got to I got to really check out in depth. That being the uh, BBZ Rat by Spro. They just came out with a new, couple new sizes, a 30 and a 40. Cool bait. And I got a, I got a chance to talk to Bill Siemental a little bit, who basically was the guy 
all around that, who was a really huge part in Spro and designing lures. And uh, he, uh, he, he showed me these products. He actually snuck me a 30 and a 40 to take home, literally within, I don't know, probably six hours from my flight from Orlando to Chicago. I went out in the water, fished them, caught some fish on it. And I just, I never fish rats, like a rat style bait, yeah. like a wake, wake bait like that. And uh, kind of opened my eyes to that. So I really liked that one. It was kind of a low-key bait, I think, for some people. But um, definitely one of those baits that I, I want to check out and, and, and I thought was pretty impressive. Then the other one, too, is... Uh, I, I, you know, I can't really pick one thing from, from that booth, but that 13 fishing booth was so immense and big. I mean, it literally took up such a large section of, uh, yeah. of iCast. Yep. And they came up with a bunch of new stuff. One in particular that I really liked was the uh, Omen Rod, the Omen Black Rod, mainly because it, it's $100. I mean, nowadays, you got young dudes like myself trying to get into the game, and we're in college, we're in school, and we need to have good equipment that's not going to break on us. And in order to do that, we kind of have to drop a lot of money but that omen black felt really nice it was well balanced and i could just tell it was going to be a good stick you know high quality jdm components um you know real nice blank material like things like 40 ton or 30 tons like that so that was probably my, my last my third favorite one i know i kind of picked two lures and one rod it's just so hard you know but yeah um no, that, I, that rod was nice they, and uh definitely something that i think a lot of younger dudes are gonna gonna start looking into they were good dollars you can't beat that they you know? can't beat it i had to, today an on-water training trip and uh and my uh my student today had the 13s in, yeah. in the boat, yeah. and uh, yep. he, just, he had the reels. He had the reels, and I and I I've, I've seen them in the case, and I and I got to fish with them a little bit. I wanted to pick them up, and yeah. they've got a really great feel about them. I liked it. Yeah. They were super light, but the handles are really big and chunky, you know. So the the reel's kind of tiny and and super light and 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 very good at what it does. But uh, I love that feel, that big cranking handle. So some, some pretty neat stuff coming out by them. It's the first time I had a chance to use it. Yeah, it's awesome. And they did have a cool booth. And that's one of the cool things about ICAST, too, because at the end of the day, right, it's a trade show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. y- you know, the the big booths, the, the, the booths that catch your eye, are, are going to make a splash, you know. And you, you've got, in, in the fishing world, a little less than other trade shows. But you have an occasional uh, 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 skimpy dressed chick walking around too, right? <laughs> Lots of. I saw yes. a few of those. You had some. Uh, we had teenage mutant ninja turtles walking yep. around yep. at ICAST. We had some really weird shit walking around too. So that helps, right? It's an eye uh, mm-hmm. eye catcher. The other thing I wanted to mention to you, Jonathan, if you like those rats, I know that's a big new kind of lore and technique and a, a demographic. Our very own Brian the Carpenter has a bunch of rats in his new house he just bought. So um, he's a <laughs> landlord, but you know, all, all the guy, college rat. kids come in are gonna have to deal with a lot of rats. No so. rats, but I did used to have a rat tail. Oh, you did had a rat tail. Back uh, the, the hair. Back in the eighties. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was one good. Wow, you did. You you got to admit to that live. Okay, yeah, I should I should never have done that. You should have never done that. Uh, man, that was a that was a great great recap and great three selections on on uh, on on the baits. Uh, let me let me ask you to do this before we let you go. Let everybody know where where can they follow you and where and how can they find your YouTube stuff because it sounds amazing and I want everybody to to make sure they follow you and, and see some of your stuff. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. You can actually just go to uh, YouTube.com, go in that little search bar thing, and type in fishing the midwest all separate words and uh, my little icon will pop up it's me in like a plaid shirt or whatever holding a bass and if you click on that i got all my videos i'm um, working on improving them you know there's there's some there's some videos there that are, aren't so good that are the older ones from 2009 stay away from those but but the ones that are, newer <laughs> are, uh, are a little cooler and uh, i think you guys will enjoy them but i appreciate that yeah 
Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, if I see you again at ICAST and you call me Kevin, I won't be so nice next time. <laughs> you have permission to, to punch me in the face. Okay, <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Man, great guest. Yeah. Isn't that great? Young, yeah. young, fresh. How old is Jonathan? What the- How old is Jonathan? Oh, I was supposed to ask. Yeah, him. she was I, supposed I for- to ask. Yeah, that. I forgot. Oh, Rebecca, I, I'm going to guess 18 to, I'm going to guess 17 to 20 in that range. 17, 18, I'm going to guess. We he don't know. If, yeah, 20. I, We're guessing 20. 20. Okay. We're guessing he's. Is he high school? Is he high school or is he a freshman or he's right he's around in there college. somewhere? He's got to be. He's 19. He's 19. Okay. He spoke very well. He did. Very he good. did very well. Hey, that's that's great. I mean, and I'm glad he talked about the Spro product because there was a lot of questions about that, so we can move on. Oh, okay, cool, cool. He talked about the rat. That's good. Um, uh, it's great to see that. It's great to see. You know, that's the next generation of anglers. It's great to see. You know, he's using YouTube. He's using social media. He's that's that's the deal. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's great to see it. T.W.? Somebody said he's younger than Ike. Really? <laughs> I'm an old guy. I'm an old guy. Uh, why we're here, we're, we're, we're going to I'm gonna have Brian the Carpenter, uh, a.k.a. Ding Dong, queue up. Um, we're going to get our next guest on and a and, uh, good, good friend of the show from Tackle Warehouse. But before we do that, I'd like to do a little in-studio recap, Pete, here of, of me and you. And and I've got a, a little box of goodies over here, but you want to talk about uh, s- some some of the new stuff? Uh, sure, well, sure. Some of the things I saw. Yeah, I mean, what did you see that that impressed, really impressed you? Like, what what did you see there that blew your socks off? That you said, this is this is amazing. This is this is a deal. Well, you know, to be honest, the uh, I, and I, it's going to be kind of cliche. I guess, but the best in show was was pretty pretty good, you know that that live target live sunfish, target sunfish frog sun sunfish surface frog, it was it's it's awesome. So that's like a hybrid bait. That's a, I yeah. saw that a lot at ICAST. This theme of like combining two techniques into one bait, hybrid bait. And to me, that is that is a great concept. Uh, and here's why here's why I like it. Like when you know when. The frog fishing bite is really rocking. Usually, when it's really rocking, it's because there's bluegills. Yeah, you hear on the feeding on the surface. You hear it's, them popping. You hear them sucking. It's, it's not because you see frogs skimming across the surface. Right. Right. It's because you see it's it's the bluegills. The bait fish are are high up in the canopy. Yes. They're feeding yes. on on carp eggs or whatever microorganisms they can find up there in the canopy. Yeah. That's a bluegill. Now, for the first time, you know we've got this we got this amazing bluegill imitation that's going to be able to be fished way high up in the canopy. I, I think it's an amazing concept, and I think they did a really nice job, create you know artistically, you yeah, know, putting together it's a an pretty awesome bait. product. It's a yeah. beautiful bait. Yeah, it's a good looking bait. But uh, I like that. And here's the here's the other thing that uh, really it, it doesn't surprise me, but kayak wins best in show. It's you so know, big. Kay- so big right now. Kayaks, huge. Kayaks won last year. They're they're winning again this year. Um, the uh, you know that that's pretty impressive. I mean, fishing kayaks. Kayaks used to be whitewater rafting de- deals or whitewater deals. Yeah. Now that now it's like kayak exercise or you know outdoors. Ki- that's taken over. Now 
kayak fishing, saltwater, freshwater, you name it, is blowing this thing out of the water. And I think it's so cool because one of the things that we, we struggle with in this sport is we're outpricing a lot of the participants. You know what I mean? Like you got a $70,000 bass boat, a $70,000 truck to tow it, and all the bells and whistles that go with it. And, you know, kid coming out of college, man, you you ain't walking right into that. So absolutely not. So here, you, so you it's know, accessible. It's Kayaks a, accessible. It's making it accessible to more people. I love that about it. I just wish that they would stay out of my creeks when I'm trying to fish. <laughs> <laughs> Get out my creek. Get out my creek. But there, I'm seeing them everywhere. I'm seeing kayak fishermen, fishermen everywhere. And I actually uh, did. I have a well. I had a picture. I, f- I forget the name of the company. I'm going to pull it up of the kayak that won best in show. But uh, here's the other thing that I really like uh, that I noticed that ICAST and, and I'm and I'm wanting to get it is is the battery chargers, uh, the, the jump boxes that are available out there. And um, great emergency tool. Yeah, there's a company called WeGo that saw that product. Yeah, that very cool product. That's making some lithium-based stuff that is incredibly durable, dependable, and this big, you know, that can jump start a it's truck crazy. that can jump your boat. It weighs about a pound, and I'm just guessing. I don't know exactly, but yeah. it's super, super light, super easy to store in your boat. Um, and we've all been there. We've all been there where you run your live walls all day. You've got mm-hmm. your grass on. You've got your ranch unit on all day, and you go to crank that battery, Yep. and it doesn't crank over. Yep. And that and that's huge to have that lifeline available to you that quick. Just take it out, put the clips on, boom, start, and and you're going. And if you're in a tournament or if you're out with your family, the the safety of that is is truly amazing. Um, and then the little charging systems, you know, for your for your cell phone. I mean, yeah. I I told a story at the previous like live about not having my cell phone charge and i'm in an emergency out there and mm-hmm. my phone goes dead so uh you know that that technology to me it's nice to have that there it's a safeguard man it's it's super so i guess yeah. those would be my big three well they're they're good ones uh i i've got i i just went out and i grabbed a little goodie box and it, this is a neat part of the show because again you know we're able to show you a glimpse into some of the stuff that's so hot and we have it. We physically have it here. So, Brian Carpenter, I want to show just a couple things here. Um, and this is this is a really cool new product. I'm actually going to take it out of the box uh, because it's so freaking beautiful. It, it, it's like a piece of art. Uh, if I can get this out, it's got VMCs on it, so it's sticking all over the place. Uh, this is one of the new Rapala baits, a new color. Uh, and this is this is an HD color. And, man, they figured out an amazing thing here. And you hear me talk. In Bash University, I talk about it all the time. I talk about match to hatch. And that basically means when you get to a fishery, you want to imitate what those fish are feeding on. And this new color process, they're putting on these baits. They're putting them on the DT series. They're putting them on shad rafts. They're putting them on a lot of different baits. This HD pattern, man, it imitates bait perfect whether it's a a, a river shiner um this one's a pumpkin seed they have a blue have a lot of these these colors that look exactly like the freaking real thing dude i'm holding this thing i mean it's it, it's real i mean <laughs> it, it, it's real i want to eat this thing myself it's amazing i'll actually i'll throw this up to brian the carpenter uh, 
Uh, he does. He didn't want to take it. I, I I want you to get a close up of that in a second. Uh, really, Hoppy. One of the one of the things that impressed me. Uh, that that be on my list. You can't imagine uh, until you're holding that in your hand. You can't imagine how realistic it, that looks. It's super realistic. And 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 in a second here, I'm going to get Brian DeCarpenter to, to really show that to you. But um, it looks like a pumpkin seed. It looks like a. It looks like what they're feeding on. And I think and there it goes. In tough in in tough conditions, a crowd of conditions, and clear water conditions, that thing is going to freaking eat them up. I guarantee it. Wow, who's that in the background? Who is that? I don't know. I see Cheryl back there. I didn't even know you were in there. Hi, Shu. Uh, beautiful bait, beautiful bait, amazing bait. Really cool, really cool. Bright, nice hands too, Bry. You're keeping that. Okay. You look like a hand Italian hand model. Uh You're going to have an empty box at the end of the night. <laughs> uh that that would be that would be on the top of my list. Uh you know another one is 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 a reel. Is a reel. Uh and this is uh for for those of my fans that follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh when they were actually testing this thing I had some of the very early prototypes of this. So I've, I've had a few of these, but this is the first finished one I have. And this is sick, 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 amazing. Uh, it's the brand new Abu Garcia spinning reel, the Revo MGX. And, and man, this thing is just, um, it's lovely. It's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. It's lovely. It's light. They're using a lot of carbon fiber in this reel, lighten it up. It's skeletal, right? So, so they're they're starting to cut pieces out that you don't need to lighten it up. Tremendous amount of ball bearings, uh, you know, twelve ball bearings in this thing. A smooth, you know, amazing drag system. Um, but here's the thing that I want to talk about on this Revo MGX that that makes me really, really amazing. Uh, makes me horny about this. It's the gear ratio. Spinning reels forever and ever and ever have been what I call slow, moderate gear ratios, right? They've been in the high fours. A high-speed spinning reel has been in the fives, right? Six, two to one, Pete. Wow. Gear ratio on a spinning reel. That's amazing. I can't tell you how many scenarios over the years I've been in where I wanted a spinning reel to pick up more line, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you're 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 fishing a, a a small buzz bait and just burn it, <sighs> you know, you're 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 fishing something where you need that immense amount of line pickup, mm-hmm. you know, they hit that shaky head and they just peel off with it and you can't catch up to them, you know, so this is this is a amazing tool uh, th- that I think that this is on my top three list. Yeah, absolutely, I'll let you feel it, touch it, Pete, touch it. Touch it in the back. I, I just got to get to it before the carpenter does. Yeah, yeah. Now that you, you <laughs> can have, on. Brian, you can have a lot of stuff in this box, but you can't, you cannot have that reel. <laughs> can I clarify? <laughs> the first sound effect of the night. <laughs> Might be the last. Huh? Might be the last. It's put some pretty radical styling on this reel. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so that's so that's uh, that's in my list, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna end it with number three, and I don't have one here in this box. But what? I w- no, I don't have one here in this box. But I want to talk about it because it's probably the most innovative thing in the entire building at ICAST. What? Absolutely, absolutely. 
And, uh, and and I know we're going to have a lot of IMs on this, Beck, so keep me in the loop oh, as they come in. But um, Lawrence has introduced a brand new technology, uh, and it's 3D structure scan. 3D structure scan. Yeah, people have been asking, so why don't it, you... It, it, it's, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And, and so let me... Um, let me give you an analogy. This is a really, really good analogy, okay? How about a simile? No, I want to give you an analogy. Okay. And this is great for anyone out there, uh, f- our female listeners, or anyone out there who's a dad or has, has been through childbirth. This is a, <laughs> honestly a real good analogy of, of what this thing is going to do and how this is going to change the whole game. So, you know, traditional structure scan, uh, side imaging over the years – has been like, uh, what's the terminology I'm using, Beck, when you get your regular ultrasound, right? Sonogram. Uh, I'm saying regular ultrasound. You go in, you get an ultrasound, you see the baby, right? You see the shape, you see the parts and pieces, you see the the shadows. Right, yeah, shadows. Just like a 2D image. Right, a 2D image, okay? Looks like a peanut. Yeah, it looks like a peanut. You know know what you're looking at, but but this this technology, this this 3D structure scan technology, now... And this same analogy changes it to what's this other thing? A sonogram, right? 3D. You can see the baby. You can see the features, and and, and it's amazing. And and when I when I saw this for the first time and I looked at it, it's hard to put your hands around it because instead of looking at shadows and looking at something that's flat and static, now it's popping out on the screen, right? It's a 3D image. So when you go over that hump, you see the hump in retrospect, right? You see the rise, and you see the stuff coming on the side, that one lone stump. And you see the stuff suspended above it in 3D animation. I mean, it's wow. it, it's it's amazing. It's like the technology, to me, it's blowing me away. You know, it's like how far it's come. Well, thank you for the second sound effect, Brian. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I know you do. Uh, you know, the best way I can describe it, it really makes it come to life. You know, in traditional structure scan, you see that sunken wreck and you see the shadows, right? In 3D imaging, you see the entire wreck and you see the ribs and you see the mast and you see the height of that object and you see the bait and fish relating to it where they're actually at. In reference to your boat, right? Mm-hmm. It's an amazing technology. I, I think you know, for me, uh, for for Pete and I, we 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 use these tools so often, it becomes second nature. But a lot of times, for you know, for a recreational angler, it's hard to wrap your hands around 2D structure scan. But the 3D brings stuff to life, and it's it, it's it's exactly what what you see there is what it looks like on the bottom. It's going to change the game. Pete. It, it, that, that's going to be the key is, is learning how to use this new technology. And and you see you hear guys talking about how they're using the new technology because the whole point here is to catch fish, right? We get we get fa- we get fascinated by all the neat things that they can do. But we but at the end of the day, it's the guy who can harness the new technology. To win yep. and catch those fish, and and that's what I'm hearing all the time now. How guys are using the, the, these new things, and it's getting them ahead of the game. It's pretty awesome. Got you. Uh, we've got a 
Whenever you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Wait, real quick before we go on, I have a question. Oh, you Um, got an IM for us, Beck? Yeah, so people just want to know when can they get their hands on the reel you were just talking about and the Lawrence 3D structure scan. And uh, do we have any idea of cost? Uh, I've, I've, I do on the reel. So the, the brand new Abu Garcia reel, you're going to see them in stores very, very soon. Actually, uh, I'd say within the next month or two, of course, Tackle Warehouse will be one of the first places to have them. And you're going to see that reel retail in the $300 range. Amazing Ooh. price point for that kind of spinning reel. Mm. Uh, Cheryl, do you want to s- – okay, so we're talking about – 3D. 3D is going to be available. $999. That's an amazing price point for that what's technology. What's the size of that? Yeah. What's wow. That, what size screen is that? It's the transducer. It's not, it works with the HDS Gen 3. Yep. Works, it works oh. with, with all the units, right? The it's Gen 3s. The style transducer. Yep. That's amazing. And when, when can the general public get their hands on this technology? Okay, so okay, okay, so everyone wanting to know, just be patient. Uh, it sounds like right around Christmas, which is a great time of the year, you're going to have access to this. I know. In in fact, the reason um, that they're re- re- waiting for the Christmas release date is Santa Claus actually uh, requested <laughs> the first one. Yeah, he's got to know where to land that damn sleigh. Well, the, you know elves, I mean? the elves are making that transducer. Well, the elves are making a transducer. The elves are actually all in Tulsa. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, uh, they're not in the North Pole. They're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, and Santa Claus will be running the Lawrence. And that was not contractual. He just wanted it. That was on his own. You know what I mean? That's not like, you know, because, hey, hey, at the end of the day, Santa Claus could have anything he wants. But he wanted a Lawrence. That says that speaks a lot about the product. Uh, l- l- let's jump into it, and uh, and we're going to get back to talking about iCast. And we've got a, 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 a really cool friend of the show and, and, and friend of everything that we do uh, joining us from Tackle Warehouse. I, I think he's at home. I think he's back in California. We're going to find out. Good friend Joey. Join us from Tackle Warehouse, everybody. How are you tonight, man? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good. Good Good to hear from you. It seems like just yesterday that we were working our nuts off uh, over at ICAST. Are you, are no you back kid. home, or where are you at? I am back home. I've uh, been back in the office for the week and, and uh, relaxing at home, talking to you guys tonight. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's good to have you on the phone. Uh, let, let me preface this by, by saying that uh, Tackle Warehouse has really changed the way that people view iCast. Uh, you know, if we flash back 10 years ago, iCast was totally – nobody knew anything about it, right? There, there was nothing. It was a buyer's event, strictly. Mm-hmm. And now, and secretive, really. Secretive, yeah. It, it, it yeah. was almost, yeah. It was almost like a cult, right? Like nobody, nobody knew shit about shit. You know, it, it's just like, shh, I guess, you know. And now, you know, tackle warehouse. You get the best views and the first views of all this stuff. And and what I love about it is then, then you're able to buy it right there. And they do a great job at it. We've been working with these guys for years covering the event. Uh, let, let me – and this is great because this is unbiased. I, I You know, nothing's biased here. Um, what was your overall opinion? Not even talking about baits or, or stuff yet, but what was your overall opinion of ICAST 2015 
versus some of the I, other ICAST you've been to? Well, uh, my, my overwhelming impression was that uh, beards are really popular. I don't know if you made it over the, the fly side, but uh, there are some fashion beards and some wax mustaches going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> the, guys, the guys are looking fabulous. So uh, that was definitely the dominant uh the dominant theme was was uh, the good-looking fly guys over there, but um, no, you know, I thought it was a, it was a great show. You know, I, we've seen the impact of of, of the media. It, it really becoming a media show, like you were talking talking about, and uh, and manufacturers really trying to to not just make it a time to meet with buyers and meet with retailers, but also really to uh, to, to expose this. Their, their products to the public for the first time and um, it, it's been a really cool thing and, and Jonathan was talking about that earlier about how uh, you know he's saying the last few years that's that's where he he tunes into Tackle Warehouse and, and and watches the ICAST coverage as it unfolds and that's that's exciting for, for a lot of our customers and for us because we're all fishermen at Tackle too so yeah. um, that's been a really cool cool deal to be a part of and, and see the evolution of the show the last few years. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, and yeah. I'm glad we had Jonathan on because he really represents the new angler, right? Mm-hmm. The new consumer uh, sure. who, who's, who's young and, and they want content. They want... They want a pro explaining the bait, right? They want a, a description. They want an explanation of the bait. And they want to see it. They want to go to a place. They don't want to go to a place and, and you know, not not see it and, and see it how it works and the colors. And uh, and content's king. And and that's, sure. you, you know, you guys are amazing at that. I You know, I, I, I don't know if you, you guys probably take it for granted because you do it every day. But that's we well, you, hear it all the time. We hear it through Bash University with our students. We hear it through our our fans of Ike Live. But people love Tackle Warehouse because of the ease of shopping. But they love seeing the product. You guys do an amazing job at content. Let, how how long is this for you guys covering this event uh, at this scale? It you know it starts in in the middle of spring uh cory you know who coordinates all our icast coverage uh we call him spielberg because he's the man behind the camera you know um <laughs> he uh he he starts reaching out to folks usually in uh in in the middle of spring um you know the buying staff but that's, that's my department you know we're reaching out to manufacturers trying to get information out of these guys as early as possible um and then uh alexi and aaron and charlie are are our uh, uh, web editing crew has been just slaving away uh, the last three or four weeks to to prepare the website so everything can go live as quickly as possible, um, and then and then working on product descriptions and images and you know those guys are saints they've done a great job all of them so um, you know really proud you, you said we probably take it for, uh, for granted we certainly don't it's uh, it's been it's been great watching watching the team come together, you know, every year at this time and re- really put put out a great product. Uh, some we're really proud of. How are you guys releasing that product? Are you guys doing something like every day a new a new product? How are you releasing that on Tackle Warehouse? Well, the, the video content is all posted uh, as soon as we can. We, we're posting stuff starting you know the first morning of the show. Wow. Uh, 
the products that we're able to uh, make available for pre-order or order, there's a lot of a lot of manufacturers who ship ship us their products. Uh, you know, the week before ICAF, so the second that the show starts, we can turn that product on, make it available for our customers to order. Um, you know, that that's that's been a great deal. It, not only can you learn about it, get excited about it from the video, but hey, you can purchase it and have it on your doorstep the next morning. So, um, you know, that's been a really cool deal. Other manufacturers, you know, we have a whole range of, of folks that will ship here in the next few months. So as soon as we get it, uh, you know, it's available for our customers to order. Um, and, and so we'll do, uh, you know, we, we, we keep folks up to date on social media. Hey, you know, this came in today. You can get it now. And, and that's really what Fast Fishing is all about is, is uh, you don't need it three months from now or two weeks from now. You need it now. And I'm the same way. We're all yeah. the same way. So. Ab- absolutely. That, that, that's okay. I mean, every hardcore fish head that I know, you don't want to wait, you know. You're in a tournament scenario. You've got, you know, three baits in that pack left. You need them, you know. Sure. That's a great sure. thing about the site. All right, I'm going to corner you now, and, and we, we've... Oh, we've, goody. I'm going to corner you. I know. I've got to put a little pressure on you at some point during this call. I want to corner sure. you, and I want to hear your top three picks for my cast. Now, remember, keep in mind... Doesn't have to necessarily be one product category. It could be a bait, it could be a line, a rod, a reel, anything across the spectrum. Give, give sure. me your top three unbiased uh, picks for best new stuff at ICAST 2015. Yeah. Um, well, so a, a couple of notes I had were, were uh, the Icrobs, and that was more of a classic release, you know. Um, but, Thank you. but definitely wanted wanted to get some coverage on that uh, at ICAST and, and at the show. Uh, we share some interest, Mike. So, um, and one thing we were really excited to see it in the office there was was uh, that seven six medium heavy spinning rod. Uh, um, some of the other guys and I have, have, have gotten really into throwing more finesse uh, reaction baits, and that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great tool for doing that. Thank you, thank um, you. Yeah, that 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 was such, sure. that that rod was so hard to find in other in other lines, even in other Abu rods. Well, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a it's I, I'm I'm super proud of that one. That's a that's a cool yeah. action. That's a great rod. Um, you spoke a little bit about the uh, Structure Scan 3D. That's a great product. Um, uh, you know, that's that's from from a conceptual standpoint, that's. That's what we've always wanted from uh, from electronics. You know, make a picture for me. So uh, yeah. that, that's been really cool. Um, uh, the, you know, the, the big the bigger reels, the, the big bait reels, the high capacity reels uh, from Pure Pure Fish and Abu Garcia, uh, Toro Beast, and the the Toro S. Um, it was cool seeing some of those bigger reels and and you know the Max series, the Black Max. The uh, the Silver Max and the Pro Max. It was it was cool seeing those revamped. Um, but from a real from the real side, the uh, I don't know if anybody got a chance to make it by the Daiwa booth to see the their new SV system. Um, it, it it was a really they didn't make a big splash about it, but uh, but it was a really cool product. We got a chance to to just toss it in the parking lot there at work a few months ago, and it, it's really something else. It's an anti backlash. Uh, Technology that, that's something different. So, um, you know, if, if you get a chance to try those those out, definitely encourage everyone to try to get one of those in their hand. 
Yeah, we heard we heard Ish talking a lot about that reel. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, they were really pushing their mag seal technology, which is a very cool technology. But uh, but the, uh, the the SV is where it's at. It, it was a really cool deal. So um, from from the real standpoint, that 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 was a standout for me. Um, I was also glad to see the, the I don't know if you noticed the power tubes, Berkeley power power bait power tubes. Yes, were back. Full lineup of sizes and colors, and you know, yes, from a I, from a fisherman standpoint, God, so cool to see that back. Yes, and we've we've got them right here too uh, in, in the studio. Brian, Brian the carpenter, can we get a close up of that? There they go, and. Uh, and I believe uh, three sizes too. I believe. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, a real small one, a three point five, and a four. So you've got the internal rigging for smallmouth, or even the flipping size with the four inch. So I'm actually stoked about that. And and like you know, a nice tube with the power bait scent, man. Killer, sure. killer. I, I, and, I'm super and the right excited. Sizes. I'm excited about that one too. Uh, Rebecca, do we have a question coming through the IM? Yeah, we have some major tackle warehouse. Oh, we got tackle warehouse questions. Okay, what do we um, got? Um, I want you to know, everyone, that I'm a huge tackle warehouse fan. Yes. I should be sponsored. Yeah. Because I endorse tackle warehouse. Because my All husband right, calls me you. from the water and he says, yes. "I need this, 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 and this, and I need it tomorrow." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yes. So I call and thank the Lord. The guys that answer the phone are always awesome. I don't have to have a product number. Yes. I just describe the things that I've been told, and they always get it right, and it yeah. always comes the next day. That's that's an amazing real life scenario right there. How many wives of pro anglers do you think call Tackle Warehouse on a daily basis? It seems like quite a few, and, and our customer service guys are heroes. The, they the are. are I love them. <laughs> That's awesome. And the sad thing is, is they know me now. <laughs> but anyways, there's That's a great when, question that here. That's when you know you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did get a good question. So David from Wisconsin said, with so many products out there, how does Tackle Warehouse choose what baits to carry? Wow. That that is a that's a tough question, and you know that's something that we struggle with every day. Um, you know we we can't we can't bring in everything. Uh, the, we have size constraints, and we have uh, you know it, it, we're not unlimited, uh, but we try to bring in as much relevant product as possible. And that's something that uh, you know the buying staff looks down. We sits down. We take a look at you know the, the product and and. The company it's coming from, and, and the uniqueness of the product, and, and you know things like uh, social media following of the product, yeah, is definitely having an impact on our decision these days, and um, which is kind of interesting. I don't think anyone would have guessed that ten years ago, but uh, that's such a big driver in this industry now, and uh, and so so that's a really important deal for us too. So it, it's a you know it's it's a subjective sit down deal and and it, it's it's a hard decision because we really do want to bring in every everything and everyone's product and there's so much good stuff being made out there it's amazing what else we got back we have any more questions uh, coming through the im anything they're all conversing about product you, you what what we have joe is we got about a million people out there that are making some stuff in their garage and they can put out like sure. 10 pieces a year 
and they want you to carry yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Uh, before but, we, good. What do you got, Pete? I I've got a question. I, I noticed that iCast this year, all all these giant baits. Like there just seems sure. to be uh, a lot giant of swim baits. Yeah. I saw a, a company. I can't remember who's making it. Uh, uh, like a silver buddy, a giant one. I saw that. Bigger, biggest palm of your hand. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, I get. Are, are you guys? Are you guys able to carry those? Like some of those swim baits got to be like three or four hundred dollars. Uh, well, yeah. So, so some of the big swim baits, you know, we, we've uh, we kind of have, have made an effort to carry the carry the hard to find, or at least make an effort to carry the hard to find big swim baits. Uh, some of the Japanese stuff. Uh, what what we've really seen in the last couple of years is is um, kind of just oversized versions of, of your standard bass fishing staples, the crankbait, the spoon, the, you know, the, you, you said you were seeing a, 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 a silver buddy type lure. Uh, and, and that's been a really interesting thing. And, and you, Mike, you were talking earlier about matching the hatch and, and in lakes with gizzard shad, that's matching the hatch right there. Absolutely. NXD is, yeah. is matching the hatch. So, um, that's been a really interesting thing and, and seeing these manufacturers try to get creative and say, hey, let's think out of the box. Folks, don't think twice about tying on a 12-inch power worm, but when you're talking about an oversized crankbait, that can get a little intimidating to people. So um, that's been an interesting development the last couple of years. I think it's an awesome development because, you know, everybody's so quick to downsize yeah. in their fishing, sure. you know, but yeah. upsizing... You know, it gives you access, you know, when the conditions are right, you know, when the wind's blowing, it's overcast, and the big one's strike zone has gotten real big. Yeah. That's when those big, big baits come into play. But you're right, uh, those crankbaits and now spoons, those 12 inch, what do they call them, license plate spoons? Yeah. That's yeah. Another, well, speaking slides. of downsizing, uh, have, you, have any of you guys thrown that VMC gliding jig yet? I have. I have. It's pretty. Pr- that's pr- pretty. I haven't gotten a chance. It looks pretty interesting. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, and that's the that's the opposite side of the spectrum. You know, that's that's downsizing. Sure. That's finesse, uh, and and it's interesting because that spoon, you can't the, the trailer selection. Whether you can fish it with nothing, or I like to fish it with a real thin worm. I'll put a little uh, Berkeley Power finesse worm on there, or something like that, or a Robo worm on there, and it's amazing. It's a finesse-style bait, but the action of that thing, it's unique. You know, and it's funny because at ICAST, it's hard to come out with a new category, right? Like you see, you know, uh, a new spinnerbait or, a, you know, a new jig or, you know, but the category is the same. That 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 gliding jig, that, that it's kind of a jig spoon, sort of, it's a new category. And that's interesting to me, you know, that's like... When the when the finesse fish came out, the sluggo, mm-hmm. when the sanko came out, when the chatterbait Chatter came bait. out, right? Chatterbait, yeah. new category. That that new VMC little deal is a new category, and that's interesting. I, I saw it, what, but I have no, I I know nothing about it. What does it do? It's so it's got it's got a a, a very pronounced just kind of shimmy wobble as, as you reel it, and then when you kill it, it's got that kind of side-to-side wobble on the fall. Huh. And, and it's amazing because they've got it in different colors. They've Is got it, it... a deep water bait? It, it's, it, well, they've got different sizes, right? So they've got they've got a willow leaf blade shaped. They've also got that Oklahoma uh, mm-hmm. fatter blade shaped. So you could fish it throughout the water column 
because it's a sinking bait, right? So you can match the hatch. You can dial in. I can tell you... And you put a trailer on it? You put it... You can fish it both ways. You can fish it with a trailer or without. But with a trailer, with a thin worm as a trailer... Like a really, really thin worm? With a really, really thin worm. Like like, like, like a crepe Suzette? Right, like a crepe Suzette. Okay. It makes it weedless. You're actually using that trailer to kind of keep that hook from being exposed. Yeah. It's a tremendous bait. And I used them this year in the Winter Leagues in South Jersey, and it, it, it was an awesome bait. But... Uh, uh, hey, before we let you go, fill us in. Uh, what, what, what what's uh, tackle warehouse have anything new or amazing or any any big promos coming up? Anything you wanna you wanna clue us in on uh, on what tackle warehouse has coming up? Well, you know, tackle warehouse has a has a big move coming up. We're uh, we're moving our warehouse, which we do uh, uh, we'll we'll do in a weekend, so it's not really gonna interrupt uh, interrupt our our shipping. But we're excited to be in a new place and, and be able to uh, more efficiently and, and, and better help out our customers and, um, and, and carry more stuff. So, um, they, you know, that's, that's what it's all about for us is, is selection and service. And, and uh, so looking forward to the move coming up here within the next month or so. And, uh, and that's, been, that's been a real exciting thing for us. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a great year. Uh, ICAPS was really exciting this year. Uh, we appreciate the partnership with 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 you, Mike, and and with the rest of your crew over there. So uh, it, um, it it's been great, and we and we love you guys. And I think we have one Beck. What do you have? Do you have one more question before? I have one more question. You have one more this question. Guy won't let up. He won't let up. Let's <laughs> get it. Do you fish Lopez's Lake? Lopez. Do I fish Lopez's Lake? Yeah, I fish Lopez Lake. It's well, about see, 15 now minutes from my house. Question. He can be happy. How far is it from your house? It's about 15 minutes. It's close. Wow, that's our that's our local pond over there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I hope you're not going to be stalked now. That yeah, that. yeah, you're going to you're going to next time you fish there, you're going to have an entourage of people following you there. So. Uh, for, uh, I don't know cards. about that. They're in trouble if they're following me around. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for carving some time out, and uh, it was great seeing you, ICAST. Great talking to you tonight, and uh, and we will talk for sure. And uh, and thanks for joining us. Absolutely, take it easy. Have a good night, man. Appreciate. <laughs> Thank it. you, man. Love it, love it, man. I I like the diversity. We got tonight, Brian DeCarpenter, yeah. of opinions of ICAST. We had from... Oh, uh, wait till this next one. Wait till the next one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing. It's amazing the diversity from ICAST. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, before before we get the next caller on, let me introduce... We had a special guest come in on the casting couch here. Uh, and this is... this is a this, what What are we... What, hold on. Hold on. Before we do it, we're at show 25... And this is the first appearance from a very special young lady, young yeah. woman, young woman, young lady. But back, how, how? What's the right? Uh, what am I? What am I trying to say here? Young She's l- your daughter. She's my daughter. <laughs> uh, joining us in the Ike Live Studios, Drew Eichenelli, everybody. Hey, Drew. Hey, Drew. How you doing tonight? Man, I'm, I'm to pull that mic up to your mouth just a little bit. Yeah, you got to you got to like on. eat that okay. microphone. No, it's on. That it's on. Yeah, just put it right up to your mouth. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How's your summer going so far? Oh, my summer's fine. Your summer's going okay. <laughs> Let everybody know so you're you're uh you're a you're going to be a senior this yes. coming year. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind as a senior right now? 
Are you? What are you thinking about? College. College? You got a little bit of college on your mind? That's yeah. cool. She wants to escape all of us. Uh, yeah, hey, so that's a normal thing I for do. a 16-year-old to do. Have you made a decision? No. <laughs> we were so talking about weird. earlier in the car. Yeah. Well, you got some ideas. I have ideas, but yeah, yeah. I I like what you're thinking. Of. You're very you're you're a very sensible thinker of what we were talking about today. Where'd you get that? I have no idea. She didn't get it. From, <laughs> he didn't get, she didn't get it from me. Uh, she definitely didn't get it from me. Uh, have you ever been to ICAST? You have never been to ICAST. Been now you've been to Bassmaster Classic. She's since been to ICAST. You have? Yeah. Wow. In Orlando, we all went. You were at ICAST. <laughs> That's right. What did you think, Icash? You actually filmed me doing a very stupid skit. What was the stupid skit that we shot? I don't remember. I think I was pretending I was on fire. Yeah. And I was rolling around on the floor. Drew actually shot that video yeah. for me at Icast a few years back. Yeah, I was. It was an imitation of the, uh, you know, the NAS. What's the What's the NASCAR spoof? Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Fire! <laughs> fire! Fire! I was rolling around, and she videotaped that. That was great. Do you remember anything from ICAST? What What was your standout memory of ICAST? How many strange, weird people there are yeah. in the United States of America? Yes. <laughs> I could, that's That's a good analogy. Pretty much sums up the Bassmaster Expos as well. It does. It does. <laughs> now I got you live on camera here. There's probably at least 40,000, 50,000 people watching this live web show right now. Do you want to give a shout-out to anybody, or, or, or would you like to say, say ho? No. No. This is a live web show. You have an opportunity to give a shout-out to anybody. I just assume, like, you know, like, you know, you'd be like, yo, I want to give a shout out to yo, you know, like my peeps or, you know. Give I a thought shout you'd... out to Riley. Yeah, shout out to Riley because she's probably pissed. Oh, she's so <laughs> mad because she always wants to be on and she hasn't been on and now you're on. That's funny. You're right. So shout out to Riley. Yeah. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Just a shout out to Riley. Okay. All right. And don't let her fool you with her very calm demeanor. Um. But Drew is an amazing angler, very good angler, and and but she's very reserved. You know, she's not the kind of angler that's going to go out there and be like bragging about like how she jacks them and stuff like that. But last year in in April, we snuck back for a week, and I got to tell you that they were spawning out here, and I witnessed Drew jack about a four pounder right off the bed. Outstanding. Right off the bed, right off the nest. Off the nest. Off the nest. Off the egg sack. Off the plate. <laughs> The yellow spot, the dish, she jacked the crater. She jacked the four-pounder right off the... How'd you do that? It was luck. It was luck! <laughs> I don't believe it. No, because she, she catches some catfish in the school, And you too. catch giant cats. While at, eating food. While eating food. Okay. Like, you're not even trying in your jacket. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Dr Drew, I'm Ooh, glad you sat on the couch with us. This was a monumental moment in show 25. Uh, what do we got, Brian the Carpenter? What do we got cooking back there? We got another special guest, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. We got Mark Jeffries. Okay. Joining us live uh, via phone is our amazing executive producer and friend of the show, Mark Jeffries. Mark Jeffries, everybody. How are you? How are you? Mark, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. Uh, sitting in the studio doing uh, some late-night work. Late-night work. And so before we get into I – don't, I don't even want to get into the technical business side of anything yet. Before I mention that, we had the amazing pleasure of joining you for dinner at ICAST. And we ate at a very unique restaurant. It was a Greek restaurant. <laughs> tell, 
Well, what the hell happened there, Mark? What was well, that? See, you're, you're kind of blowing it for me because I was going to give you my top three things at ICAST. Yeah. Number three, fire-burning cheese. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. So let's start with that. Fire-burning cheese. And by the way, Pete, you were there. Fire-burning cheese was amazing. It was, it was hot. It, 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 it was visually pleasing and pleasing to the, to the appetite. It was, belly. it was pretty unusual, and it was good. Wow. I, never... I don't know if I like the flaming cheese or the napkin throwing better. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. And the belly, the belly dancers weren't bad. <laughs> well, see, you're ruining it now, Ike. What's you're that? It. That was number one, the belly dance. The belly dance. <laughs> I want to jump right to number one. <laughs> what was number and two? Then, uh, number, number two was, and, and I said this on BTL, was I have never seen so many coolers in my life <laughs> as I saw at ICAST this year. <laughs> there were coolers everywhere. Year of the cooler. It's unreal. $500 for a cooler. You're it's kidding a, me. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? It's amazing. Right. It's amazing. Well, you know, today you can do a lot more with your coolers than you could do before, right? The, the, the technology's there. Uh, they keep things cold longer. But let me tell you this, Mark. I've never told you this, and I never told anybody this. I'm going to tell it live on camera tonight. Uh, I got a cooler story for you from a long, long time ago, and uh, it was at the Potomac River at a tournament on Smallwood State Park, and I was fishing a red man at the time. Pete, you remember the old red man tournament? I remember. And I got to the ramp late, and uh, the line was super long. You know, you get in these these middle level events, and there's you know, a uh, hundred boats and nobody can launch right. You know, they're, they're they're guys that have never backed up a boat blocking the ramp up. And make a long story short, I'm in line. I'm running late. I'm sure they're going to call my boat number. And all of a sudden, in that line, a small estate park, it hits me. My stomach just <laughs> it just hits me. You know, it just it, all of a sudden that just it's there, and you uh, and you can't wait. And this has to do with a cooler. It has to do with a cooler, oh, no. and you gotta go. Oh. You know what I mean? And it just it hit it hit me, Mark, and it hit me. And and so I'm in line. I don't want to get out of line. I can't leave my truck. I'm by myself. My 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 riders meeting me down at the ramp. And I'm looking around. I'm in a panic. I've got sweat beating off my head. Oh. I got to go so bad. The sweat is pouring off my head. And I'm looking. And I'm thinking, what can I do? Can I, I can't. I would try to hold it in. And I'm looking around. And sh- should I try to go? And I all of a sudden I look to my right, and I had an. And you got to remember now. This is the early '90s, and I had an old school igloo cooler, probably just big enough to fit about six cans in it. I looked at that thing. And I said, I got to do it. Little playmate? Was it a little playmate. Little playmate. Little playmate. White with a blue top. Yeah, yeah. I emptied out the drinks, and I stuck it under under me, and I just let it all happen right in, there. In the truck? And in the truck. And never got out of line. <laughs> that is horrible. Now, think about that, Mark. Uses of coolers in the early wow. 90s. I was ahead of my time. Wow. I was ahead of the learning curve. What was the next that, use of the cooler? I don't want to talk. I don't know. But that was an amazing thing. Did, did you did ever it, use that cooler again? Never. I threw it away. Did it keep the contents at the appropriate temperature? Oh, I don't know. I, oh. It went. It, it, there, was, there was a dumpster, and you remember Smallwood. Right before you got to the turn to back in, there was a dumpster, and I immediately threw it away after that. All right. There you go. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I think How I. Did, 
Why? Why did we go here? I don't know. We were talking about coolers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I, know. I, I, Mark, I don't know where to go us. from there, Ike. I don't know where to go from there either. I don't. Hey. I, don't I don't know where to go. How, how do we go anywhere from that? Uh, you had some. Uh, you had some pretty unique activities at ICAST this year, Mark. I know you had. You did a little bit of live programming for Pure Fishing. How did all that stuff work out? How did that go? Uh, for it, you? it went great. We actually we live streamed the launch of the new hardbait line that David Fritz has worked on and uh it was really cool and it it, it, it kind of got me thinking all right and and we had a great btl show on monday it was kind of our post uh icast show with the nature boy matt pangrack and we got into this huge discussion because a lot of the general public they want to be a part of icast yeah all right what people don't understand is icast is a place to do business I mean, that's where your your wholesalers, your retailers, a lot of deals get done yeah. from a, uh, okay, hey, we're going to start carrying this product in your store, you know, blah, 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 this, that. You know, I mean, that's where business really gets generated for the following year is by who's buying what, where certain products are going to be, retail outlets. Uh, you know, you had the, the, the tackle warehouse guy. I mean, a lot of business obviously gets done at ICAST. That's the way it's always been. But there's this one word, one word that people sometimes just don't like, and that word is change. Yeah. People sometimes cannot adapt to change. Well, that's just the way that we've always done it. Now, with technology, and just like what we did for Berkeley doing the live stream with the launch of the hard bait thing, it got me thinking. And there is nothing wrong with all the manufacturers, wholesalers, and retail outlets, and all the pros to continue doing their business at ICAST just like they've done forever. That convention center is ginormous. Yeah. It's huge. All right, I went down and I kind of walked around because after I thought of this, I, I wanted to see, okay, is this a possibility? So I walked down and I went through three different halls, and they actually had two other events taking place, uh, and then there was a section that was not being used, but one of the sections, they had 18 full-size basketball courts, and there was a huge tournament taking place in this one area. And, and it, it, it hit me then. It's like, look, if the general public really wants to be involved with this, there's a couple things you can do. One, you give every single vendor, manufacturer, uh, from small to big, you give them an opportunity to stroll down to the other end of the convention center and have a room totally designated for the public to where, hey, if people want to come to Orlando and they want to be a part of ICAST, guess what? Now you have an opportunity because now what you can do is you can go in there and you can listen to their 15- or 20-minute spiel that talks about the product that they are going to launch in the in the next season yeah. the other thing that you get to do is you actually get an opportunity to interact with maybe the guy that created the product be it a pro be it you know uh someone like sabil whatever the case is now people can actually attend without interfering with what is taking place yeah. which is to get business taken care of in the main center the main room the main uh, facility of ICAST, well, you just stroll down to the other end of the convention center, and guess what? Now you get a chance to put your product in front of the general public, and you get face-to-face 
uh, uh, engagement with the general public now. Now, having said that, the rest of the world is going to get jealous. Well, the answer is simple. What you do is every single time that XYZ company has a time allotted block to promote their product, their new product, you're live streaming the whole thing. You're live streaming the whole thing and you're giving people an opportunity to see what these companies are actually launching. Now, I know what everybody's going to say, and we had a couple calls from people that said, well, now you're taking away from the media people. Well, a lot of people don't realize this, Ike, but the media actually had to pay to go to ICAST this year. You're First kidding time. me. First time the media actually had to, they had to pony up 100 bucks. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Where does that $100 go? You have got to be kidding. All right. <laughs> so uh, what I'm saying is, is I know that some of the media people, some of the media people would you know, they, they might be offended that, oh, well, maybe this is taken away from some of the opportunity to showcase these products. No, not really, because you're going to get a lot more one-on-one time with the people in the booths. You know, there's cameras and video cameras everywhere to where you can still accomplish from a media perspective what you want. But now what you're doing is you're giving the general public and you're giving companies an opportunity to showcase their brand new products in a manner that's never been done before. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like it. I mean, you know, the, 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 hey, the reality of it is, is uh, the, the the public should be a part of it, and they want in. But you can't you can't stop the commerce portion of it. This might be a solution to it. I mean, is that the assumption that we're making here? Is the reason why? Because, Mark, this sounds great. I mean, I think that's a great concept. Why hadn't this been done for the last 10 years? Everybody always wants to go to ICAST, the, yeah. the general consumer. Yeah. So there's got to be there's got to be some major objections coming from the buyers and the sellers that and this will be a distraction, a major distraction to what they're trying to accomplish. Well, I thought the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were a major distraction this year. <laughs> well, here, Ike, Pete, let me ask you this. What truly takes place on the final day of ICAST? Oh, that on Friday? Ghost town. On Friday? Oh, it's Friday. It's a slow day. I yeah. disagree. What? No. What? Friday's Friday always insane. Friday is what? insane. In the afternoon, people let their hair down, and uh, they try. I, it's it's unbelievable how much business gets slipped in for me under the under the wire. <laughs> and and I've seen that, you know, it's just like the uh, the people that have been working and they've been trying to connect with people and 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 all of a sudden you see these great conversations and these great business meetings that that I'll be you know I don't so you I don't love, mean to you I don't Friday. mean to be disagreeable but yeah you love Friday. you know I uh, Friday yeah that that's a great time it's really a great time and the booths are getting packed up and you know people people are talking they're really talking right at, on Friday afternoons. Right. That's really. interesting. Because, I mean, I've been to 11 of them, and when I'm walking around on the floor on a Friday at 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it, it just it, it always seems like it goes down to me. Now, let well, me say this. Does the majority of business get taken care of on the first two days? Yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. Yeah, and probably the from reason, a buying and selling standpoint, for sure, it gets to be more a ghost town to a certain extent because after two days of being out till two o'clock in the morning, 
<laughs> there's, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a few people that are a little wore out on Friday yeah. afternoon. Now, Mark, no, I, good point. I, now, Mark, I want to call you, I want to call you to the plate on something real quick because you brought it up. You said this is 11 for you. Please let everybody know, and you can you can do an abbreviated version. Tell everybody the story of the first time that we met at ICAST. Which was that was two thousand two thousand the Chicago ICAST, which was the first and last time they ever combined the classic with ICAST in one show. Tell everybody yeah, that you, story real quick, Mark. You talk about a ghost town. That place, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, no, look, come on. There were three people there: Wu Days, oh gosh, Chris Days, I mean, and Patty Days. I, I remember on day one, and uh, I walked into Soldier Field and. There had to be maximum 500 people there. Yeah, it was ghost Maximum though. 500 people on day one. But it was really interesting because the first time that I met you, do you remember what I had? Do you, do you remember that, Ike, what I had that I came up to you with? And I said, hey, man, I got this. I listened to it. It's awesome. What can I do to help spread the word on, on getting the word out? It was a cassette. Cassette tape. Oh, we're dating. We're dating ourselves now. Cassette tape. <laughs> Drew, do you know what a cassette tape is? I know what a cassette. You know what a cassette tape is. Have you ever physically touched a cassette tape? Have you ever put a cassette tape in a cassette tape player? Oh my God. <laughs> we're dating ourselves, Mark. I know. So I walked up to you and started talking to you about the cassette tape, and uh, that's kind of how we met. I mean, we first met yeah. in uh, in 2000. How I was inspired about the whole Federation thing. And, uh, you know, that, that was good grief. What, 15 years ago? Yeah, old school. Yeah. And I still have that cassette tape, man. Still yeah, look, have, we, we do. Right yeah, we, and, you know, we have an image of a cassette tape in the studio here. It's, I think, a Memorex. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Pete, both of you guys, I, I want to pick your brain real quick. Yes. Now, one, and, and, and once again, man, part of the premise that we do on our show is I am constantly thinking of ways to make this thing better. And, and I'm not just talking about, you know, one trail or the other trail. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to come up with concepts and ideas that is going to make this game better. One of the biggest complaints about, from a fan's perspective, is that the classic is always when. It's always the first event of the year. People have taken away, you know, a, a lot of times, you remember when it was in the summer, people would play yeah. vacations. Uh, it was a big deal to have it during the summer. The one thing that this game has never had, has never had, is a tournament of champions. Okay? Ooh. Where you take, say, the champions from uh, the Elite Series from the Inception, which was 10 years ago, and then maybe you take the champions from uh, X number of FLW events. How about the concept, because everybody kind of uses ICAST as the break, you could actually maybe the week prior tie in the industry's first tournament of champions on Toho, and you have the first opportunity to bring both tours somewhat together by creating this game and this event between champions from the FLW Tour and champions from the Elite Series. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I like the fact that you bring two together, the best, the cream of the crop. I mean, TTBC attempted that a little right. bit, but not not really. Sort of, kind of. 
Well, they took it from the standings. They didn't. Right. They didn't focus on tournament winners. They focused on angler of the year standings, and it was an effort to bring the best of the best together. But uh, a tournament cha- of champions is uh, that's certainly a unique twist on that that same type of concept. Maybe better. All right, and you limit you limit it to. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to throw a number out there. Maybe 25 on the elite and 25 on the FLW to make it, you know, a 50 man or a 50 angler field. And then what happens is, is whatever the last, whatever the last tournament is, it just continues to roll over. It rolls over. So, you know, you may have to requalify. You may have been a champion, but you know what? Somebody just won a tournament. They take the person's place that was 25th on the the champions list so you would always have a limited number of anglers uh i saw the photo brian nice job (laughs) mark he's getting more creative by the show Uh, he's doing well man he's doing good doing a good job so i i just think that that would be once again another way to potentially tie in the general public to get an opportunity to potentially be a part of icast Without interfering in what the uh, the ultimate goal of ICAST is, which is doing and taking care of business. Now, somebody made the comment, and I saw it that uh, why maybe is this the guy yelling? Guy couldn't get that taken care of. Okay, think about that statement though. The little guy <laughs> now now the little guy has an opportunity to go in a big time stage. He gets that one shot to showcase his product in a big-time stage. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't really understand that that theory that it would hurt the little guy. No, man, it's going to explode the little guy. The little guy's going to get opportunity. We want, we actually want to see the little guy. I yeah. mean, you know, this should be a, sh- a shark tank of the fishing industry, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Let's see. Let's see some of the, the, young, the, the, the entrepreneurs, the young guys don't have a million, million dollars to – Spent on a booth and and uh, and uh, the models and what, what do they call the promo girls walking around? Yep, yep. I, I I mean I'm sorry guys. I'm just one of those guys that have been doing this for a long, long, long time, and I am not afraid of the word change because it's gotten to the point now where if change doesn't take place, uh, advancements are not going to be made. They're just not. And I, I appreciate that from you, Mark. You're, oh, you, you've always got an interesting set of ideas, and you are about change. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about change. I noticed on you're the executive producer of the Ike Live show, and I noticed. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. I noticed when the credits are rolling, I see Mark Jeffries. I even see Brian the Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> I do not see Pete Glusick Whoa! on the credit. <laughs> Mark! Pete the Glusick. Hey, man, hey, we'll get that. No, no, no. Really? the credit. <laughs> what? Pete, You're never Pete, Pete man. No disrespect, man. I will cut a brand new intro and exit just for you. Yeah! <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Uh, Thank you, sir. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, you heard it from the man's mouth. Show 26, which is two weeks away, three weeks away, we will have a new intro to Hike Live, including Pete Klusik and, 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 and Miss Rebecca. Oh, Miss Rebecca. And Dave. Oh, Dave. You can't forget Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf, a.k.a. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Where? What? 
Hey, you know what? I have to say that Mark Jeffries is possibly one of the best people to have on the phone for this show because he's reading the IMs as he's talking I know. to us. So he answers his own questions. I know. I mean, I can go home now. I know. Well, Mark, you can't. You, you got to step outside of your you got to step outside of your normal self for for when you're a guest on our show. You got to be a regular dude. You can't be reading IMs. I'm just trying to help, man. <laughs> and we do need help. Uh, hey, Mark, before we let you run, please, I know everybody already knows, but let them know. Let them talk about, talk, talk about all the amazing stuff you got going on. Let them know where they can follow your stuff. All right, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Basshome.com. Been around 23 years. Uh, been wow. there since day one on the Elite Series. The only independent web media company that is on location at every single Elite Series event. We've been there. We have never missed an event in 10 years. So uh, check that out. Uh, we have, this is year number six for Bass Talk Live. Wow. And, uh, you know, we do that. We try to do it at least three times a week now. Uh, it was kind of put on hold due to the situation that took place. Uh, the unfortunate, just freak accident that took place with my son so uh, we actually had our first two shows, me and Matt Pangrack and Nature Boy, uh, this week. So check that out. Replays are on iTunes. And then uh, the third thing we have going on is the only independent website that is totally dedicated in covering college bass fishing. Uh, we have about 300, or no, we have about 3,000 Instagram followers. So the majority of all the universities and colleges that are involved in college bass fishing. Follow us uh, on the College Bass Zone. Matt and Dave do an outstanding job with that. Uh, really cool things happening uh, before school starts this year. So check that out. Any of you college anglers that have not checked it out, give that a try. And then the last thing, we are almost ready. We're actually going to launch the third documentary on 20 Feet Deep. Uh, we're going to launch the third documentary in August. Very, very excited. Uh, it's kind of an inside look at some of the the intricacies of Cliff Pace and, and kind of discuss wow. his classic win from a total different perspective. Wow. And, uh, very excited. That That is is really, really going to be good. I know the feedback that we got on, on your documentary and Steve Kennedy's was outstanding. And uh, I'm very, very passionate about uh, that entire documentary series that we're putting together. The plan right now, Mike, we're doing six in 2016. Mark, wow. So, Mark, first did, three did. Went, went outstanding, and uh, the plan right now is we're going to do three, three uh, before uh, June 1st and then three after June 1st. So very excited about that, man. And, of course, we created Ike Live. There you have it. Wow. Cream, the creamy crop. Mark, you got, Brian? Mark for uh, for Cliff, did 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 he have to hire a personality double? <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see the show. Yes. I'm telling you guys, you're gonna be you're gonna be pleasantly surprised about some of the stuff that Cliff discusses and talks about. And uh, the dude does have some personality, and and I think we did a good job showcasing what Cliff is all about. Of finding it. That's awesome. Well, we, we love uh, we love all those properties, and 20 Feet Deep, of course, is amazing, not being done by anybody. So uh, definitely, everybody, please check all those things out in 20 Feet Deep. Mark, thank you for uh, right, joining guys. us tonight. Appreciate Enjoy. it. Good hearing from you. 
All right, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for the time, Brian. Doing an outstanding job, man. Keep it up. Thanks, Mark. Mark Jeffries, everybody. Mark, thank you. Yay, throw, Mark. throw some napkins, everybody. Throw napkins <laughs> all over the room. Uh, real quick, I've got um, want to switch gears and uh, Brian De Carpenter. Let's get Drew on here. I want to put her on the spot, and we've got a question uh, that came through. I checked my uh, social media real quick, and we got a question came through. And this is specifically for you, Drew, and it says. A group of squid is called what? And I'm going to give you choices, okay? A group of squid, a pod of squid, a squ- you know, a, a group of squid is called A, a squad, B, a smash, C, a squat, or D, a smack. <laughs> Do you want to th- you want to simmer on that a little bit? Okay, Drew's guess on the question. Let me repeat it. A group of squid is called what? Drew is guessing it's called a squat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to guess on this, Pete? Do you, you want to guess? It's it's a smack. A smack. Was that on the list? That was on the list. Okay, so we have a, a squat and a smack. Can I change my answer? No, you can't change your answer. Did you just, just Google squat. it? Uh, I, I know the answer. Okay, Brian knows the answer. Uh, l- let's get some feedback from the from the booth back there. Shu, are you still back there? You want to guess? You want to you want to guess on this? A group of squid is called what? A squad, a smash, a squat, or a smack? I'd say the obvious, a squad. A squat. Okay, so we've got two for squats. Squad. One for squat. She went with squad. Oh, a squad. Yes. Okay, so we've got a squad. Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump in, and I'm going to say a smash. I, I knew you would. I'm going to say a smash. I already talked about smashing in a cooler, so I'm going to say a smash. <laughs> Brian DeCarpenter? Oh, I know the answer. Okay. I got a, bu- a bunch of uh, okay, you have to, okay. shoals and squads and squats. Okay, so we have I am is lighting up with shoals and squats and smocks and smooths. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Beck? I don't even know because now I have opinions. Like I hate when people give. I don't know. I don't even remember what the. Well, this thick. is Pete's day. Pete is right. A a a, uh, a group of squid is called a smack. A smack! Hey! Smack! A smack! Let's, let's see what I win. Wow! <laughs> Anything except the real. You get, oh, I get liquid mayhem. mayhem. That's the best thing in the box. What flavor was that, Pete? We got a lot of flavors on that. It's the good kind. Uh, it's the good kind. Hey, uh, let me. Uh, l- let's take a second, real quick, and uh, I-, I want to uh, send a special shout out to Steve Don. Donis and his daughter Maya. Uh, we, we've been uh, talking about him every show. Steve's a good friend of the show. Uh, one of the most amazing cartoonist illustrators in the world. Uh, man, she's just she's just keeps fighting. She's doing better. She's improving. She's in less pain. Uh, we just want to say hello to you guys, and we're thinking about you every every day, and never give up, Maya. Uh, appreciate that. Also, want to remind everybody. I say this every show, but let me tell you. If you miss this thing, and people do, right? This is a Thursday night. People are doing other stuff. People are at at discotheques. They're on the black. They're on the the dark web. <laughs> they're on the dark. Uh, they're web. on the dark web on on uh, oh, on escapade sites. Uh, if you're doing any of that and you miss the show, you can always download us later. And you can do it a lot of ways. You can do it on MikeIconelli.com, of course. Um, you can get to us on iTunes. A lot of people on iTunes. Uh, you can get to us on Stitcher. 
And, of course, now you can also get to us on Carbon TV. A lot of ways to enjoy the show. Hey, if you're looking at us on iTunes and you like the show, give us a review, right? Say something positive. What would you say about the show, Drew? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Great terminology. Uh, let us know. Say it's phenomenal. If you like the show, you like what you're hearing, uh, let us know. And, by the way, Drew, it's always free for a, for a, uh, a young uh, uh Getting ready to be a college student here in a year. Free is good, mm-hmm. and Ike Live is totally free. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, Brian Carter, we can't hear you. Sorry about that. Gene Jenkins, I spit my gum out. All right, buddy. Gene uh, Jenkins. Gene Jenkins. Is that a real name? I don't know, but oh. he, was, he was mad at me and my gum chewing. Oh, uh, Drew Taylor, say Gene Jenkins five times fast as you can. Go. Gene Jenkins. No. <laughs> she couldn't even get one out. She couldn't even get one out. Gene Jenkins. Uh, we're we're gonna go to um we're we're gonna keep going here. We're gonna go to a special. Uh, this is a, uh, a segment of the show we've had in the past, but we're rekindling it. It's backed by popular demand. We're going to a special sex uh, segment of the show. Wait a minute. I'm, You're not going to answer a, this one. I might not be able to participate. You sure you can't participate? <laughs> Forget what I just said. I, I'm, t- I'm two beers and a Red Bull in. Uh, we're rekindling a special segment of the show that we like to call Ike's Mailbag. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I said mailbag. What? Mailbag. M A I L B A G. Mailbag. Ike's mailbag. And Ike's mailbag is a special segment where we uh, we we get these questions from a lot of our fans, and we get them a lot of different ways. And this one actually came through our Facebook site. It came through the uh, Ike show. Uh, Ike live show. Ike live show on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, and this question is a strange request from South Africa, oh and boy. it's from Steve. Versefield, V-E-R-S-F-E-L-D. I don't know if I said that right. And Steve's question is, I am doing a Why We Fish video to get more people in South Africa interested in the sport of bass fishing. I'm a club member in Cape Town and would love some input from you guys as to why you love bass fishing. Um, you know, Maybe even a short video or encouragement would be awesome. Thanks for your uh, fantastic input and for being real. Cheers, Steve. So, uh, Pete, I want to direct this to you. This guy is trying to do something amazing. He's in South Africa. He's trying to get the sport bigger. He's trying to get people excited. What what can he do? What can, what can he do to get people excited? What can he do to get more people involved in the sport? You know, I guess... Th- and by the way, on that note, I'm taking a pee break. <laughs> and you're still showing me, Brian. I'm getting ready to take a pee break. <laughs> uh, you know, why, why, do you, why do you love bass fishing? I mean, I got introduced to bass fishing from my dad. There you go. There's, there's my dad again. And um, <clears throat> Taking somebody fishing has probably been the most monumental thing that's happened to me in my life. It's changed my life. It's, it's given me a career. And the things that I love most about it 
I remember being outside, you know, and I remember the the outdoors, the love of the outdoors, those things being some of the most important uh, things to me, you know. I, you know, a lot of kids were were uh, doing different things. You know, I, I played sports too. I did a lot of that kind of stuff growing up. But video games were getting real big when I was young. But man, when Dad took me fishing, took me and my brother fishing, we got to uh, we got to see you know nature at work we got to fish we got to chase turtles and frogs and that you know when you're little that's that's equally as important as fishing so when i started bass fishing you know there there's something to it that uh that i just that i connected with and i think a lot of people do it's that that's it's a predator it's an exciting predator it's an opportunistic predator and he tears into the baits and when you when you hook him, he's incredibly difficult to catch. He jumps, he twists, he dives into stumps, and he frustrates the daylights out of you. And um, and that's that's the thing that that makes bass fishing so exciting. One of the things that makes it so exciting. And you get to see all this in action. And that that's really cool about bass fishing is the first thing that happens when he bites is he jumps out of the water and he lets you see how big he is. And he goes nuts, and he and he frustrates you. So, you know, how how do you get more people excited about that? Is you know, basically, you got to get them out. Just just get them out. Find a way to get them outdoors, and uh, they're gonna love bass fishing just like the rest of us. How'd you get introduced to bass fishing, Mike? Uh, through my family, through my uncle, my mom, and and that's a that's a great way to get involved in the sport. And uh, you, you know, I'm a big advocate. You know, through through the Ike Foundation, we're working really hard on getting new people involved in the sport. But having having fun and that first experience is so important. You know, I I talk about that a lot. It's like, uh, you know, you want to go out. It has to be it has to be easy. You know, you have to you know you want to catch something. You know, if it's if it's that first experience is not fun, it doesn't rekindle more experiences. So that's a that's a key moment. But uh, uh, you know, this is great. I can tell you at ICAST, just to parlay it to that, we saw, and and Becky, correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Rebecca, we saw more fans and and participants at ICAST from other countries than I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, a tremendous group out of Mexico was there with yeah. a lot of young people. Uh, we had uh, a, a, did Donald uh, Donald Trump okay that? <laughs> I don't I didn't I don't think Donald Trump was involved. In it. But we had we had we saw people from Russia uh, there. Of course, we had a lot of uh, Italians with our good friends at Mullix. I mean, it was just amazing to see that we're seeing a resurgence. I think of bass fishing worldwide, and, and it's really exciting. And we had. Um, we had a conversation at dinner, and and, and I, I won't get too much into this, but I I just want to build up a little excitement um, from people. And even Drew was in on this conversation at one point, was talking about international, true international competition and using that as a way to elevate the sport professionally and get excitement again worldwide for the sport. You know, of course, a lot of you remember, a lot of the fans of Ike Live remember the Euro Cup that we had for a few mm-hmm. years and Javier with that program in Euro Cup. But now we're talking about rekindling a true World Cup of bass fishing. That's exciting. That 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 makes me excited that one day we may have teams from 
the U.S. and Canada and Mexico and Spain and Italy and Japan and South Africa and Portugal competing in a World Cup event. That's exciting. I think that's an awesome concept. It's a great concept. You know, I wonder what other countries have, uh, you know, would field the team, you know, that, that we're Australia. not even thinking about right Australia? now. Australia? Well, Australia doesn't have bass. No, but they compete. And and the bass and the fish they fish for over there are very similar to large mouth right. bass. Right. Look at Carl. I mean, Carl's success is. What other teams would there be? Obviously, Spain. Spain. Italy. Italy. South Africa. South Africa. Portugal. Canada. Canada. Mexico. Uh, Japan. China. Botswana. Botswana. We have some subscribers from Bass University TV from Argentina. Argentina. Wow. I think you would see South American teams. You know, mm-hmm. again, you know, it, I, I think you'd see a lot of other anglers for different species parl- want to be a part of this and parlay it into largemouth smallmouth bass. Same way. It's interesting. Uh, Brian, Brian DeCarpenter, Rebecca, uh, Rebecca what, what do we got going on back there? We got some IMs. We got some uh, callers. Don't we have a call? Yeah, yeah well, we have a caller on. We do. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you call from? Folks in the studio, folks in the studio, folks in the studio. It's What is up, my friends in South Jersey? It's Tackle Mods in the house. Wow! Mike, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Good to hear from you. What What do you have going on? We We actually We got to see you at iCast, and you were You were there working. You were there being busy, and 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 what? Let me let me since this is the iCast show, what did you think about it, Mike? Uh, that's right, man. I was there working and I was definitely there being busy. That show is definitely not long enough for the size of it and for the amount of work that you can get done if you want to. It is uh I needed two or three more days personally. Mm. Um I thought the show was great. I think it was definitely the year of the guide baits, as somebody said in the IMs earlier. I think it was also the year of new sizes and new colors on old bait and slight variations to old bait. And uh, I think um, I think I saw a lot of really, really great stuff. Lots of great stuff from, uh, you know, your family of product lines. That, that MGX reel is phenomenal. Uh, Justin Lucas handed it to me on one of those villain spinning rods, and it felt so good. I did not want to hand it back to him, yeah. but he was basically holding on to the rod with his other hand while I had it in my hand because he didn't want to let go of it either. It's crazy. It's cra- crazy, 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 crazy light. So besides that reel, was there anything? And, I, I you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to open this up. Was there anything that absolutely just blew your socks off, that you looked at it and you said, I have to have that, that product? Well... I and and, it, and, and we're not list. talking about the promo models. I did. Uh, that's funny. Proto models, actually, the way I'm going. I love my prototypes. And I got a few of them in my hand. I was blessed to get a few prototypes of a few things, so uh, I'm very happy about that. I have a few things that um, are only available in Europe, too. Um, I saw really, really great stuff from Savage Gear. I've been following Matt Grissel, who's the lure maker over there, for a long time. They have a glide bait that comes in two sizes, a five and a quarter and a seven and a quarter. The five and a quarter is only an ounce, and it's super duper duper easy to work. It's got a real wide glide on it. The finish is really, really good on it. The material is really good. It it felt like it would hold up well. Um, And most importantly, it's the first glide bait I ever picked up that 
required the least amount of work to get it to turn a full 360. This thing naturally was just a slack of, of the line as opposed to a full rod pit pop. We'll turn a 360 with zero issue of hanging the hooks up on the line. It's that, phenomenal. That's cool. That's a cool movement. That's a that's a that's a real trigger in those glide baits. Is getting that bait to to really turn on itself and do a 360. Oh, that bait turns around and stares that fish in the eyes. They hammer it. They don't like they that. Absolutely hammer it. They don't no, like they that. They don't like that at all. They don't like that. Uh, what? Another, let everybody know too, Mike. Another great uh, thing that I saw was from you, dude. That lover spoon. I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. That lover spoon is phenomenal. I love the idea of the magnet. I love that the size hook it comes with now. You can even upsize a few more sizes. You and I shot some video on it for Advanced Angler. Um, you can find that coverage over on Advanced Angler. And uh, I was really, really digging on that. You're going to have to put one of those aside for me. I need to get my hands on one of those right away. We'll, we'll get you one. Yeah, and, uh, and Mike dude. just mentioned, if you want to see that, go over to Advanced Angler. Dot com and and check out the video content piece I shot for Mollux. Uh and and structure spoon fishing is such a big thing right now and the problem has always been lost fish right you know you hear about these big magnum structure spoons and your ratios forty percent fifty percent sixty percent at best and they've really That's solved right. the problem with a stinger hook that is on the top of the spoon and it stays secure there through a magnet it actually stays on the body of the spoon so it doesn't affect the action doesn't get hung up but when you get that fish to bite it it'll pull away from the body of the spoon you'll land it it's super ingenious and, and that's what those guys at Mollux do they're they're great at doing that they're Italians you know that's what they do uh, I mean and you know what maybe that's what it took you guys were talking about um, you know all the stuff coming from Europe earlier Oh, the thing is, a lot of the lures now from multiple different companies, they're doing their initial product testing and their initial product release in Europe. There's a lot of bass being implanted in the middle of, you know, we'll, we'll say central western Europe, you know, from, from Italy up to Holland, basically. There's bass being planted pretty much everywhere they'll grow there, and those guys are hungry, hungry, hungry for it. And I think that that's got a lot to do with it. I know uh, Berkeley took the hard base over there for testing. Rapala does testing over there. Savage Gear does testing over there. I mean, there's so much stuff that's coming out on the market now that's running through Europe. It's almost to say there needs to be a European domestic market now, just like there is Japanese and a U.S. domestic market. Yeah, I I agree. Now, I've got a couple – I'm I'm, I'm getting some messages here, a couple IMs coming through. Uh, This is actually one that came through social media. And they want to know, it says, and this is from Josh uh, from northern New Jersey. I don't know if you know Josh. And it says... I don't. Uh, it says, Mike... Well, maybe I do. It says, Mike, is it true that you've been hired by Duck Dynasty, the Duck Dynasty folks? To be a beard. To be the next... <laughs> to be the next member of the show. Is that true? No... No, that's definitely not true. I wish it was. They probably pay pretty well. But okay. uh, no, that is definitely not true. I will say, however, I had the pleasure of meeting some of the Duck Dynasty people at ICAST. Ah. They were totally awesome people. Very, very awesome. I think I wigged Godwin out a little bit because I kind of walked up to him and asked him you know, if he was having a good time at the show and treated him like basically a normal human being. And uh, I think it kind of weirded him out that I didn't want an autograph or that... You know, I was I was more interested in how he was doing rather than anything else. 
He kind of looked at me a little funny. His eyes kind of crossed up a little bit. Did you but try doing a duck, they were a duck very call? Like, what was that? Did you do a duck call? I do not do duck calls, I wish. I am not a duck hunter. I do love it. I have done it a few times, but I am not talented. I can crank out a little turkey call on a, on a, uh, on a uh, chalk box, but that's about the extent of it for me. <laughs> All right, and here's the other thing. Um, we talked about it earlier in the show, but uh, Pete actually manscapes his entire body. And so the concept, the concept that I had here is we could do a hair jig with Pete's back hair. Dude, I'm so down. Oh. We've already got the, the gorilla backs already going. you got your beard hair, Jake. You might as well. Peace is the next jig in the line. I think it makes sense. We'll use Andy's jig heads, and I think it I think it makes sense. Think about yeah. it. Think about it. I mean, I, I feel like bass in deep water would come up really high in the water column for your back hair. <laughs> And I, yeah, Pete, you're losing you're losing so much weight right now that we could actually, if we could figure out how to get some of that fat that's coming off of you, we could use that as like a natural pork trailer, and it would work. Really, <laughs> no, by really by well the way, we haven't touched dick. upon that yet. We do need. Dude, you look great, bro. You look awesome. You look like you lost another seven We do. Pounds, how did we miss that? Pete. Thank you. How did we miss that, Pete? Let's. Uh, we usually do this first. We're working in reverse order here. You made me cry and tell everybody I my, know, my but crazy that, story. That was a great story. You made me cry. All right, so we're. Where, where are we at? Let me remind everybody, uh, true fans of Ike Live know that when Pete started this journey, going back to January, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. uh, we started all the way at 2.51, and we blossomed up <laughs> to two <laughs> to 2.55, a raging 2.55. Um, and we ha- we'll, we'll have a Polaroid picture of that. That was uh, Hulkamaniac. Yeah, Hulkamaniac, 2.55. But incredibly and and uh, ingenious the way you 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 you've taken this against uh, all odds. Against all odds. Uh, here here's the breakdown. Uh, 248, 246, 242, 241.5, 226.5. And uh, Pete, here at show 25, where do you come in at? I'm at 222. 222! Woo-hoo! Wow! The descent continues. Wow, that's amazing. 222. Yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, dude, it, it's really been a little man. bit hard for me over dude. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um but I've been able to maintain and and I'm on I'm on point. I'm getting it. You <laughs> we're going to see 200. There's wow. no at an upcoming Ike Live episode. There's no doubt in my we're mind. See it. You are on a, you're on what I would call a torrid pace. You your pace is better than when David Frizz was on his tour pace uh, in the mid-90s. Better pace than when he was on, Frizz was on his tour pace. Uh, Mike, real quick before we let you go, uh, you want to you plug anything? You want to give a shout-out to anybody? You want to say hello to anybody? I do, I do, I do. Um, but before I do that, real, real, real quick, I do want to mention one thing that wasn't talked about about ICAST by anybody, and that was the ICAST Cup and ICAST on the Water. I was able to participate in the ICAST Cup, and it was phenomenal. We had a great tournament. Sadly, I didn't convert on two fish, and my pro missed one where we caught just those three fish extra. We probably would have won the thing by about five pounds. But uh, that's what happens when you run up Shingle Creek and you're not used to fishing on other people's gear. Wow. I pulled the hook out of a couple fish's mouths, and it, it hurt. It hurt quite a bit. But it was fun to fish in a tournament that Bill danced on. That was awesome. That's cool. That was I cool. Can't. 
But uh, yeah, for as far as plugs go, um, you can find my stuff on Advanced Angler. We're doing a, a, a series called Backstage Perspectives, which is a look at all the people in the industry that um, really don't get any credit. Guys who work at companies, uh, product managers, marketing people, people who run tournament trails. Um, we've had people like Eric uh, at Livingston Lures. We've had Kay Donaldson from the Alabama Bass Toro. We've had um, uh, Alan McGucking from Dynamic Sponsorships. We, we've had a good mix of uh, Chris Brown from Rigid. We've had a good mix. Steve Donis was our first, um, the, the show's own Steve Donis. Um, we've had a good mix of people. It's been a great series, and I'm looking forward to continuing that over there. Um, you can find all the coverage from us from iCast on Advanced Angler. We had our end-of-the-year awards where me and our, our editor, um, Dan O'Sullivan, and the Masshole, Rob Lieber, who's a senior writer, we all gave our top five of, you know, products that stood out to us. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, you can find me over there, and you can find me, obviously, at, at T-A-C-K-L-E-M-O-D-Z, even though Brian spelled it incorrectly on the screen. <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook. Um, hit me up on social media. We're about to hit 2,500 for uh, our Twitter, which is kind of a big deal for us. And, um, you know, that's all. I appreciate the time, and uh, hopefully I'll see you all soon. I'll definitely see you at the flats for sure. And, Mikey, be safe as you uh, as you head up north, and good luck in the St. Lawrence, man. You got it. It's good hearing from you. Uh, Mike Furman, everybody, a.k.a. Tackle Mods. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Good hearing from you. Uh, Miss Rebecca, we have some amazing IMs coming through. No. No. I've got, got two things. You have two things. One. Yes. I'm very excited to let everyone in the Chicago area know Chicago that this weekend bentrods.org yes is hosting their annual kitty rods tournament anybody can come you got to fish with a kitty rod and then you have to donate it wow. at the end of the tournament we are going to place those rods to some great kids. Oh, that's awesome. So everybody, bentrods.org, you can find them online and definitely check out their event. If you're in the Chicago area, go go help them out. Get over wow. there. Go join their event. That's awesome. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Get new, get new people involved in fishing. Get kids involved in fishing. So bentrods.org. Check them out if you're in the Chicago area. Yeah. And while we're talking about Chicago, two things real quick. Uh, shout out to Cast Crew. In Chicago, we had breakfast with the cast crew, yeah. uh, Rebecca and I, a great group of guys, and special shout out to a good friend of us in the show, Brian Bickle, and we've got a, a show, uh, a picture of Brian Bickle. That's him holding a trophy. Notice the shirt and hat, wait, Mr. Glusen. What? 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 do you mean a trophy? A trophy. What? He's got a trophy over no, his dude, head. That's the Stanley Cup. Oh, it's the Stanley Cup. <laughs> He's got the trophy over his head. <laughs> the Stanley Cup. And that's the real Stanley Cup, by the way. That's not a fake one. No, what's that's, that's, that's what's up. What's, what's the, the, I can't see the shirt. It's it's Rapala shirt. It's a Rapala that's shirt and amazing. hat. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, Brian. Special shout out to Brian Bickle. Hey, man. Uh, man, that's cool. What What would it feel like to hold that thing over your head? That'd be awesome. That's got to be pretty cool. That's got to be great. It's like holding Excalibur. It's got. Do you think Dave Smith made that trophy? <laughs> Did, does Dave Smith do the Stanley Cup? No, he's not Canadian. He probably doesn't do it. He does every other trophy except the Stanley Cup. Michael. Yes. It is eleven o'clock. It's eleven o'clock. Wait, All wait, right. wait, wait! I want to give. I went to iCast, and I want to give my favorite product from sorry, iCast. Becky, I'd uh, like to hear your favorite product. Topic and we're moving on. No. I'm not talking to Brian anymore. <laughs> I want everyone to know that my favorite product from iCast was called the Copic Airbrush System. 
Ooh! The coolest thing. Okay, so I, I'm not like Talk a fish head. I'm just married to one. So I see a lot of lures and I can appreciate them. That's fine. This was the coolest thing. You can airbrush, you can paint, you can make your own lures. Do I look crazy? Because I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> this was the coolest thing I've ever seen because you, you, like, you can it was get cool. plain beats and you can make them. So when he goes, I want this to look like this, and then we have to go to Michael's and you know buy the markers and yeah. the other, you could do it yourself. It was wow. really, really cool. And, and in fact, we honestly, we're going to get one of those. What is it called again? The, the Copic? The Copic Airbrush System. Copic Airbrush System. Uh, we're going to get one for the shop. It's a great way to customize your bait. You talk about match the hatch, dial it in, change the color patterns. And it was so simple. You know, a lot of those airbrush kits, you've got to be an artist. Now, on this deal, pretty simple. You know, it's a marker. You put the marker in and you can... You can change the color of a hard bait. Pretty amazing. Really? I got to see that. You can find yeah. them at the imaginationinternationalinc.com. There you have it. Imagineinternationalinc.com. Imagination International Inc. Wow. That's What's something like that cost? Off. I don't I don't know the retail. They, he had, a, hundred bucks, he couple had hundred a kit that you could get the compressor, the airbrush thing, and what was it like? Somewhere between 20 and 40 of the colors. For I think it was somewhere around 500, but that was like a deal. Okay. The compressor is the, I think the expensive part. But if you just wanted to use the airbrush, I think it was like 150 maybe. I yeah. might be totally. I think you're right. This. I think you're right. Uh, Brian De Carpenter, what do we got? We gotta we gotta cap, put a cap on this one or what? Yeah, do you, what you yeah, like yeah. To... Well, it's three hours, bro. Okay, it's three hours. Uh, we did not mention the next show date. Let's talk about that. Let's yep. talk about that. Uh, for all you viewers that love to know in advance what the next show is going to be, let me let me really hype this one up. We normally don't hype it up in advance. Uh, and look, Pete, Pete doesn't even know. Uh, but let me tell you, this is really going to be an amazing show. Get ready. Get your pen out. Get your iPad out. Get your BlackBerry out. Get your bag phone out. Uh, you're going to want to mark this down. Next Ike Live show, Sunday, August 16th, that happens to be the same night of the last day of the Chesapeake Bay event. We may have another big blue trophy sitting on that table right there. A special show, post-Chesapeake Bay elite show, with special in studio guest, are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? I'm on pins and needles. Are you sitting down? Yes. Are your legs crossed? All right. <laughs> Spe- special in studio guest, Cajun Baby, Cliff Crochet, and Marizu Shimizu. <laughs> live <laughs> in the studio. Wow. What a show that's going to be. Uh, we're going to have interpreters on both sides. We're going to have a Cajun come in, and we're going to have Sego Sieto on the on the side for Subtitles. the Japanese language. Uh, going to be a great show. Looking forward to that show. Let me remind everybody, thanks for tuning in. You can always download us anytime on MikeIganelli.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or Carbon TV. Thank you for joining us. Great, great, great cast tonight. Michael. Shoo. Yes. I hate, to, I hate to bust your groove. Uh-oh. I have a question yes are we coming after hours or are we done uh let me tell you if you're a hardcore ike live fan and you really want to see some crazy stuff happen after i put drew to bed (laughs) 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 i mean put her sleep you might want to tune in ike after hours we do have a topic that we're going to discuss brian schmidt 
the FLW controversy on the <coughs> River. If you want to hear about that, you may want to just stick around and watch. Is that a new watch. controversy? It's a, no, it's a new controversy. You may want to stick around and watch. Thank you for joining us tonight. Special shout-out to Shu, our good friend from Lawrence, uh, my beautiful wife, Rebecca, Brian DeCarpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong, Pete Glusick, and Drew Taylor. Thank you for joining Ike Live! Good night. Good night, everybody. See you later.